Blog Talk Radio. Use the 
heaven What else in hell Can you get an open line to heaven At 11-11 Emerge at the other end Of the meditation portals And elevated walk tools Even some abort tools Any questions, comments or concerns Press one For everyone else Thanks for attending another session I'm pleased to teach but it's an honor to learn Certainly Courtesy of KTL University Oh please don't be frightened I'm terribly sorry about this You are Now rocking with the best This is your host for the evening Brother Red Pill Soon to be joined by my co-host for the evening Brother Blue Alright What's happening with the family How is everybody doing Okay um, Everybody that's joining us tonight Definitely hope That everyone is joining us In all best, best of health Both physically, mentally, spiritually Emotionally Economically Everything else Alright, you are definitely in for a treat tonight We have a monumental episode Okay So, what we're going to do is We're going to let the family fill in For those who have already joined us on the program uh, On their computers I would ask that you go ahead and take this time To upload uh, or share the link On your Facebook page Or whatever social network that you frequent and you belong to and let them know that you want to know the last radio and we have a powerful show tonight. One of our guests tonight is Brother Polite and we also have a special guest. We have Brother Cosmo Physics. We're going to be talking about some of the occurrences that will be taking place this weekend. All right? So while we wait for the co-host to call in, why don't we just warm it up with a song or something, a little bit of music so everybody could uh, just get settled in. You dig? So let me go ahead and pull up something real quick. Uh, let's see. What are we going to go with? Uh, see some knives. Okay, let's go with some Liberia. No, matter of fact, let's go with my dude, Kendrick. All right, family. So we'll be right back when uh when my co host calls in. Alright? Any further ado, call us from the 347273. Peace. Peace, peace, peace. What's good? All is well. Peace to you. What's good with you? Okay. 
Peace to the family, peace to the world, peace to you and yours. This is Know the Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, this is your co-host, Brother Blue. Call me what you want. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they do. All right, all right. No doubt. Welcome to the show, man. Welcome to the show. Yeah, hey, I'm glad man. to be here. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You know what I mean? No doubt. So how was your, uh, how's your week so far since we last spoke to you? Man, this is, like I said, it's like therapy. This is, you know, like the, the session with the shrink, get on the couch. <laughs> wow. But people like don't look forward to that. So I don't know if that's a fair comparison. But for those that actually need, know that they need that level of, um, you know, their own level of mental inquiry, yeah. you know what I'm saying, where, where this is where we come to make sense out of things that throughout the week seem so convoluted and scattered, you know, we have the ability to bring together our collective consciousness and, and just start threading those particular or weaving those threads, should I say, of course, with the help and the assistance of various people to stop by and drop gems as well. You know, so I'm 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 open always uh to let spirit do its job and direct the energy towards where it needs to go. So if ever I'm lost throughout the week when I show up at the doorstep of KTL University and I'm knocking, you know what I'm saying, and that little window opens up, they'd be like, who goes there? I'd be like, blue pillars. You know what I'm saying? Then it's like home. They open the door and shit. You know, the soup, the hot soup is ready. The goblets with the drinks and all of that. And, and prior to that, you know, you're probably on a dark, dark lonely road on some David Banner shit, you know what I'm saying, walking through the wilderness, trying to find refuge back into the castle. So that, that's what showing up here on Tuesdays and Fridays is like, you know, it's fortified, it's the fortress, it's where, it's where the love is, it's where home is at, you know? Nah, Anything nah, outside nah. of that, yeah, you know, that's, those, those, those are, uh, Uncertain uh, charted waters, you know what I'm saying? Talking about charted water, uh, a, a report came out. I think I might have spoke on it Tuesday, but I think the, the concrete information came out more like Wednesday. So the last few days I've been putting up posts on Blog Talk talking about this radiation leak from Japan, Fukushima. And I know that, you know, my family is feel good and it's namaste and you know, they don't like to deal with dread realities of reality, and they think that just because we got 11-11 popping, that's going to make all of the Earth's maladies go away, and it don't work like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you so can't wish it it's, it's better, yeah, it's better to look things in their mouth and deal with it rather than turn your back and pretend like it ain't screaming at you. In the words of the brother George Jackson, who made transition uh, many years ago 
this past week, I think August. Uh, I'm gonna tell you this is the data exit exactly. God damn it! You got me caught up with this Zeus. No, I don't want to be nobody Zeus. Hold on one second. I'm going to get that quote for you. So, I mean, we're we're still with the fish in America, though. My thing is this, you know, there's nothing else. I'm going to drop the link, you know. There's nothing else the family could at least notice. They are saying goodbye, ever eating fish coming out of the uh, Pacific Ocean again. All right? That's a wrap. That's that's Reynolds wraps. That's body bag. It's finished. Finito. So can you give it? Yeah, so how do people know? So, you know, that means that all of that shit is coming to the hood. So I would suggest that the family starts tapping into the, the, the economic opportunities that are coming forth on this episode. And, um, you know, getting with, with brothers like Yalo Sekou and, and some of the Moors and anybody that's talking about doing for self and living off the grid, survival, sustainable living, all of that is the wave of the future, you know, because that's where it's, it's going to have to go because the food supply is going to be dumb scarce. You know, I'm looking at all of, the, all of the projected models and I'm not buying into somebody else's idea that it's spookism and feeding into the white man's plan by reporting that news blue. You don't know whether that's real or not. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, mom came on a show two years ago and was talking about two it. You actually did CDF. She was on top Patient of that early. Let me take it too far in this cowardice, okay? And that quote is attributed to our strong brother George Jackson who transitioned on August 21st many moons ago. You know, that particular adage has not changed. It just gained more relevancy. And I guess he was speaking on that time about, you know, the armchair revolutionaries who were just always waiting for that right minute to make a move and to act. You know, the thing with us is that, um, you know, we're always acting, even if we're stepping forth and, and the cement is not solidified yet. You know what I'm saying? And, People are complaining because we left footprints in the concrete. But nonetheless, we took a step. So, you know, patience has its time, but it's time for the people to be proactive. If if for nothing else, they have the information to be informed, understand what's going on in these ocean waters, you know. And I did speak about it. I spoke about the fact that I lost my voice over the weekend because on Friday I was in Inglewood, you know, damn near screaming, not screaming at the family, but just trying to get this information out to a wide populace of people who, you know, were were in a spell. It was just going about. Sisters wanted to go to the Koreans to get their hair, you know what I'm saying? And the brothers, they was just going to the liquor store, you know what I'm saying, to get their nitrate. So, with all that being said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I need this information. There's nothing else, you know. You don't got to get the product. Get the information. The information can ultimately save you because 
you can spare yourself going to that fish fry tonight because you best believe. You best believe, bro. And, and you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm going to the markets because I'm dealing more, you know, with, 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 with the whole wholesale aspect of things. So I'm going to the markets. I'm seeing who got what, how this food comes in to the ports and everything. And, you know, everything is coming in off the Pacific Ocean. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, it, wherever it's coming from in the Pacific Ocean, it's still coming off the Pacific Ocean. Whether they're shipping that shit all the way from China over or whether they're getting it closer in the waters, it's all coming from the Pacific. And all of that fish is going into the hoods. You know what I'm saying? The so girls the are getting more. Yeah. Joe's Crab I mean, Shack, you know, that, that, that new Red Lobster on 2-5th by the Palo? Yeah, they're going to get all that cheap all that cheap fish, all the inexpensive fish, and all of that's going to come from the Pacific. You know what I mean? Because the Euros, some of them ain't going for that. You know, they already hit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They already have it, they're going to put it on the, the uh, ignorant, people who are ignorant to, to what's going on. Yeah, the Negroes, you know, they have not a clue. Not a clue. You know, Kendrick ain't saying nothing about it yet. It's not real. Not a clue. You know, they still asking so who, 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 Yeah. They listening to Jay Z on Samsung talking about what's the BP oil spill. <laughs> what's that? BP oil? What's that? When that happened? So it's, it's it's some serious work that needs to be done, and it always amuses me. I'm not gonna spend too much time on this, of course, but it always amuses me about the people. Like that's all Facebook is about. If the shit is a, it's a complaining forum at this point. It's where people just go to vent their frustration at what they think they don't see. Yo, man. I need, yo, somebody needs to do the work, man. Nobody doing the work. You need to get out there and do the work, man. Niggas need to get off the computer and do the work. Bickering and complaining about what they see versus what they don't see. You know what I'm saying? And the shit is sad. Like, I have yet, in all of my months out here, to get handed a flyer from conscious, unconscious, spiritual, Euro, vampire, gothic, yay, whoever. I have yet to see a flyer talking about the impending threat of that radiation, nigga. And just because it's not being spoken about don't mean the shit don't exist. That's niggas living in denial. That's you fairy niggas, fairy tale niggas, like, you know, wish on it and it'll go away. You're giving it too much energy and you're making it real. Okay. You're just not paying attention. You're doing your due diligence. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. So, you know, it's the real deal. We'll be out campaigning this weekend, me and Mom not only dealing with a problem of a situation, but actually dealing with the solution. Explaining to people that, you know, we, 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 we have answers. We have that 
we have the, the sea moss, a sea vegetable that contains the iodine or the thyroid, which if properly mineralized, you know, the body won't absorb uh, radiation, which is identical in structure to naturally occurring elements. So the body can't tell the difference. It's coming in the disguise of thyroid and the body absorbs it. That's how radiation catches you. It shows like a thief in the night. But if your body's properly mineralized with the potassium iodine, then it, it, it's not going to pick it up. You know what I'm saying? And you have to strengthen your thyroid. And people got thyroid issues outside of all of this alone. People got issues with their iron, with their zinc, their magnesium, with their calcium. You name it. Yeah. Are you Are you able to put this in... Uh, literary form, or are you able to put this in a visual form? Because you know, yeah, I, I'm yeah, I wrote about it. I wrote about it today. I wrote a uh, a handout. You know what I'm saying? So I already got literature on it. Yeah, because I I know our people are real visual. You know, um, not to take away from those who are not, I mean, not general. You, you know, um, but you know. And I'm not just talking about our people per se. I'm just talking about people in general because these concepts that are being introduced are somewhat, you know, you're going against the uh, until the media catches up or decides that it's time to start talking about it. You're actually going against the grain. So I mean, you know, this was this was this was an extremely, extremely unanimously big story in the news this week. And not only in international news, it's, 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 it's a global situation because it threatens the ecosystem of the globe, right? Like I said, it's just a matter of time that we're talking about at this particular time, you know? And this might bring about the change and shit that the world is looking for. People might get back into interplanetary living, or they might not have their plan, hold go on, to hold Mars on. and shit, or they, no. they might build a bubble that look like the Escott Center and live on Elysium. Motherfucker. No, they whatever they do. do. Yeah. Whatever they I'm doing, whatever they got planning. Yeah, there's nothing that's going to stop humanity from doing what humanity does and what they've been doing. I've come to that conclusion. That's something that I'm comfortable, you know, with that, that, that observation is uh, something that I could stand on at this point. You know, traveling, Seeing, uh, you know, just seeing how things are going. Like nobody, nobody's going to change what they're doing. It's only going to be a handful, and unless they do it in the collective, you know, chances are that they'll do it for a while, and then, you know, if they are surrounded by a frequency, because it's about frequencies. It's about am I surrounding myself with individuals who are vibrating at a similar frequency on a daily basis? And by vibrating and and you know, uh, you know, just giving off those frequencies, are we moving towards solutions? Are we proactive? Are we reactionary? Are we preparing it because we feel like you know, the the impending dangers of radiation is upon us, or have we really been stepping forth? Like let's just say, like since when uh, when when Umi put the report out when the when the leak first happened and she forecasted it. 
you know, and people started making moves back then, even though it was a reactionary move, or let's say that people were dealing with the sea moss and, and things of that nature prior to the, the radiation, people are not, you know, I'm really not about that life anymore. I'm, I'm, because what it does is it's going to create, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to damage you. Waiting for people to react and do what it is that you know that they they inherently supposed to do, but it's gonna they're gonna keep letting you down. Oh, no. It will leave you eternally jammed up. You know what I'm saying? Backed up. Eternally yeah. jammed up. Oh, oh, and I don't I don't I don't want to be one of them dudes. I don't want to be bitter and complaining about what people failed to do or what they didn't do. You know, I don't want to be the dude that lost his 30s over chasing waterfalls. You know what I'm saying? Um, I I was having a conversation with myself earlier. Yeah, I do that. And, you know, like I go through these scenarios in my head, you know, where I'm somewhat like interviewing myself just to get the answers out of myself about why I do certain things. And I said, you know, what I'm doing now is an extension of a a boyhood dream. You know what I'm saying? And that dream that I had was doing something monumental at the right time on the planet that will actually assist in saving it. And then, you know, in my younger years, people told me I was bugging. I think you did too. Um, that might have yeah. laughed at me, <clears throat> ridiculed me, and everything. Yeah, but I stuck with it. And I was like, nah. I, I just know that the time will come, you know, and, and the assignment will be given where we had to go forth and do something that's that much more bigger to us, bigger than us. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's one of the main reasons that led me to creating that product in particular, you know. And there are other things that I've that I've done to to help push that ideal forward, but the main thing is seven heaven because I feel that that's something that everyone on the planet, you know, at some point or another should taste in their life and they will fall in love with it and they will understand it. And just the whole process of bringing yourself back to health and having fun while doing it, you know what I'm saying, and, uh, you know, men, women that that I explained that it's a libido enhancer, uh, you can have fun, static, you know? It's not medicine at all, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's a very, very enjoyable form of food, you know, that is paying homage to one of the oldest plants on the planet, and that's moss, you know what I'm saying? Posted a picture on Facebook just to give people a more general idea of, you know, you see the fuzz that grows on the rocks. That's moss. I just you see the fuzz yeah, that grows I, on I, the trees. That's moss, you know? Yeah, but I guess some of the oldest Yeah, some of the oldest plants on the planet. So, you know, it's is is and sea moss converts, breaks down heavy metals and converts it. So it's not necessarily threatened by what's taking place in these waters. But the only sea moss on the planet don't come from the Pacific either. You know, there's still other places that have sea moss that are untouched at this point in time. 
It won't be like that forever for the next four, five, ten years. But for now, it is what it is. So, you know, we just recommend the family get with that. Um, so if I was looking for that, where can I find it? Ocean14Corp.com. You know, there, there has been a dramatic change in the CMOS market. Prices have skyrocketed and things of that nature. Uh, I am currently looking to change my distributor because they're making it very difficult. Uh, and somebody's out there buying up everything that's available in the market. So it's, it's just like crazy what's going on, you know? Crazy what's going on, but we're 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 pushing forward, family. Pushing forward, and I know that Seven Heaven will always be available. So come and check us for the family that's on the West Coast, man. Come come out and see us this Sunday. We're actually going to be doing the South LA Organic Food and Music Festival. All right, I'm gonna be with uh Mama Pill, Weapon. This is on West Adams Boulevard, 5257 West Adams Boulevard, Club Ayas Dudu. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a pronunciation. But that's where we're going to be at. We're going to have a product in the building. You know, she's going to have a CMOS Plus. I have that 7 Heaven. Side by side, we'll be educating the masses, handing out the literature that we've uh, pressed up, you know what I'm saying, and just touching the people. Put a smile on, on people's face, you know, right. making this place a better place. Yeah, shout out to Mama Pill, you know. Yeah. I know, I know she's going to do her thing. You already. Okay. That's what's up. What's up? I'm proud of y'all, man. I, I can't wait to get out there on the West Coast. No, you know what I'm saying, rub shoulders. Yeah, that's all they keep asking me. You know? Yes, sir. So they keep asking me, your brother coming out here too? When are you going to make it out here? Oh, yeah. We'll be out there in a minute. Right now I'm out here um, in a lovely Houston, Texas. I just landed in Houston. Lizzie Bags, I'm boosting, nigga. Yeah, that's a port city too, right? Yes, this is a port city. You know, they're heavy yeah. at the ports out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They're heavy on that fish out there too. Oh, Charles man. Man. They're heavy on the crawfish. They're heavy on the tilapia. They're heavy on the shrimps. They're heavy on everything marine life. Like, I've never seen, you feel me? Like, they go super hard on everything coming out the ocean on this side of town. They, I mean, everywhere out here. You know, I've been, I've been all over, and all I see is frog legs, gator, fish, you know, real heavy on marine life. So, um you know, I'm, I'm going to have to get at you about some of that information. You feel me? Because, you know, I may, I may I ain't going to be here forever, but I could definitely put it in the hands of the guards that's out here 
uh, Talik and, and, and his peoples, you know what I'm saying, so they could go ahead and disseminate some of that information. Tomorrow I'm going to go mix and mingle conscious community that's out here, you know, Brother Sigatrillo and some other people. Hold on real quick. Give me like one minute. Yeah. Yeah. With a family out there, they're going to have to definitely get their systems fortified as well, get the iodine up in them. Because like I said, it's just a matter of time. I dropped the link in the chat room, okay, to a uh, article that's listing a lot of this information. I'm just going to read a little bit of it. All right, family, y'all going to learn tonight. I'm going to get some of this information out here. This is considered, quote-unquote, new information for, you know, you super smart dudes. You know what I'm saying? Out there, I do apologize for wasting your time. But let me share this with the family that has no idea, no clue what we're talking about. Okay? Put this on public record. So this is a, uh, an article it was written um, I don't know how to release day on it. It was written sometime this week. Okay. And it's titled, At the very least, your days of eating Pacific Ocean fish are over. The heartbreaking news from Fukushima just keeps getting worse, a lot worse. It is quite simply an out of control flow of death and destruction. Now, you know, family could be like, yo, I, I don't need you to go no further, son. That, that sounds like propaganda to me. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to let the people live in fear. Nigga, you live in fear. Cut it out. <laughs> Zimmerman know that. Stop it. Nigga, you live in a perpetual state of fear. You all fear. It is quite simply an out-of-control flow of death and destruction. TEPCO is finally admitting that's a Tokyo Energy Power Company. TEPCO is finally admitting that radiation has been leaking into the Pacific Ocean all along, and it's not over. I find myself moving between the emotions of sorrow and anger. Now listen, family, I spit to this. It now appears that anywhere from 300 to possibly over 450 tons of contaminated water that contains radioactive iodine, cesium, and strontium-89 and 90 is flooding into the Pacific Ocean from the Fukushima Daiichi site every day. Damn. To give you an idea of how bad that actually is, Japanese experts estimate Fukushima's fallout at 20 to 30 times as high as the Hiroshima and Nagasaki nuclear bombing in 1945. There's a lot you're not being told. Oh, the information is out there, but you have to dig pretty deep to find it, and you won't find it on the corporate-owned evening news. Bullet points. An MSNBC article in April of 2012 reports that seals and polar bears were found to have external maladies that consisted of fur loss and open sores, obvious signs of radiation burns from the Fukushima meltdown, despite the conclusions of the article. Okay? Fukushima radiation appears to be causing an epidemic of, di- of dead and starving sea lions in California, and the FDA has refused to test for radiation. Update. 
Huffington Post reports that the reactors use dirty fuel, a combination of plutonium and uranium, which means we can never return to this place again. This comes from a Russian nuclear physicist who is an expert on the kinds of gases being released at Fukushima. And family, this is verifiable. This ain't like the mother programs and read you them. Russian military reports released, and that shit never comes to pass. What's her name? Do some research, okay? Go to these what, sites. What's that website where they be like, Sacha Fort, what's her name? Making it uh, happen. Stupid, dumb shit. I don't know. I don't promote them. Almost, almost a third more U.S. West Coast newborns may face thyroid problems after Fukushima's nuclear disaster. That family that I tell you we have seven heaven CMOS in the building, seven heaven CMOS, seven heaven CMOS, iodine, thyroid. Uh, 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 no? Okay. Contaminated water from Fukushima reactors could double radioactivity levels of U.S. coastal waters in five years. Okay. What's going on in the Pacific Ocean food chain? Researchers from the Japan Agency for Marine Earth Science and Technology reported in early 2012 that they have detected radioactive cesium from the Fukushima number one nuclear plant in Plankton collected from all points in the Pacific. They checked with the highest levels at around 25 degrees north latitude and 150 degrees west latitude. Plankton and the radiation they contain moves right up the food chain through fish, whales, seals, etc. And when larger fish eat smaller fish. Okay? I'm not going to... Uh... All right. No, one more. Because this is dedicated to, they said, this is a warning to seafood lovers everywhere. Okay? You ready? Scientists previously reported higher than expected concentrations of radiation in fish off Japan. Now there are calls for testing of seafood sold in the U.S. Although contaminated air, rainfall, and even radioactive debris from Japan have drifted towards the U.S. West Coast since the disaster occurred two and a half years ago, Scientists are unclear about how the contaminated waters impact the health of Americans. And while scientists say the 300 tons of contaminated water is diluted in the Pacific, no one knows how long that's been going during those two and a half years, as we also now know TEPCO has been lying all along. Nuclear experts are calling on the U.S. government to test West Coast waters and Pacific seafood sold in the U.S. in the wake of Japan's alarming admission about an ongoing radiation leak, something the EPA and the FDA have so far refused to do that they are only testing imported fish, not wild caught. Why? The only way to protect your children and grandchildren is by not eating seafood from the Pacific Ocean until we have better information. Now, brother, let me explain something to you, right? Yeah, Hollywood is a, a machine. It's an engine out here, you know what I'm saying, that runs many things, okay? But the, the, the second industry next to that, of course, would be tourism. As people come here to Hollywood, you know what I'm saying, and they come to L.A. and everything. But they go to the beaches, Santa Monica, Pacific Coast, 
all of the coast is water. This is, you know, it's the ocean coast. It's where the ocean meets the land. This is a beautiful place. You cannot come to California and not go to the coast or not go to these beaches. Feel me? They had a record turnout this year. I went to the beach the other day, though, and one of the vendors told me, he was like, yo, summer, we didn't have summer yet. We missed summer. Summer passed us. He's like, it's the first time it's ever done that. I was like, what you mean? He's like, yo, we didn't have a summer. He was like, they're telling us we're supposed to have it for the next two months. He was like, that's abnormal. It's like, we don't have summers like this. This is when the weather's transitioning. So the whole weather patterns have already changed. You know, every time I go to the beach, there's an overcast. You know what I'm saying? And things just ain't working the same as they did out there no more in terms of the finances. So, you know, it's, 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 it's just real interesting to see how things play out while people are, like, totally asleep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I say totally asleep, I mean totally asleep. And that, that doesn't have any color tone, you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying, like, what 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 if you God like you know like what if you God body and you know what if you conscious and you you immune to radiation like you know what if what if no I mean you know the shit might it might mutate you and turn you into cyclops and you could be the super hero that you always wanted to be hey who am I to interfere you know what I'm saying this could this might be the breakthrough that you're looking for so, I'm very <laughs> Toxic Avenger. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up. Well, that's all good. We, uh, you know, we're going to keep everybody informed. And like I said, family, this is about awareness. It has nothing to do with you being all scary and throwing your shrimp out, you know, and um, losing your lunch because at the end of the day, you know, you don't get mad at Dan Rather when he's telling you what's really going on, lying to you and whatnot. So this is some this is some information that you uh, can utilize for the betterment of your health because we all know that health is the number one priority over every over everything. I just saw uh, the movie Jobs. Uh, but, you know, he had it all, but he couldn't beat that cancer, so he lost. You know. Said you seen that movie? I've seen the movie, like, right? yeah, huh? yeah. Oh, when it come out? Hmm. You said you saw uh, the it movie. Came out like two weeks ago. Huh? Yeah. Yes, sir. About two weeks ago, it dropped. Oh, you know, I and I'm in Hollywood, right? I got a lot of nerve. Yeah. yeah. I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link. But, you know, it's all about getting your health right, family. And um, I don't know if the family knows what radiation would do to you. You know what I'm saying? How you could look after that good radiation. But, you know, I don't think you want that life. So, sea moss, right, and other herbs that are available will help fortify everybody. I'm saying don't worry about what everybody else is doing at the end of the day. Worry about what you're doing to to keep you and your family 
Right, first and foremost. And then we could worry about, yeah. you know, Help, soapbox. Nori, Dosi, those seaweeds, along with sea moss, which is a part of the same family, spirulina, super fortified, okay? So, you know, I made a spirulina sea moss drink, so it's double fortified. Yes. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm out here. I'm going to be at this festival. I'll be up north sometime next month, you know what I'm saying, bringing the information to the Oakland family since they tell me that's where the pulse is at, that's where the vibration is. You know, I got to check in with my tribe first and get it right, and then we could, uh, you know, uh, uh, mobilize and fortify our our whole campaign and come back down south, South California, because this is La La Land, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm pressing it to, like, you know, you got to be here to really see it. But, um, yeah. You know, let's let's get back to the life vibration. You know what I'm saying? I want to give a shout out to our brother, our baby brother, KT the Arc Degree. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Shout out to KT. Yes. Got to give that brother his honors, his just due. Okay, we're gonna drop a bomb for him real quick. Right before Kanye released his picture, you know what I'm saying, of Northwest, a Mexican, right? KT the Arc degree, his uh his wife, I believe, she released a picture of their newborn, Anina Esseli Sadie. Beautiful baby. Okay. Beautiful. My brother is a proud parent of another child. I believe this is his fifth. Some very yes, short years that he had on this planet. Yeah. He got like, yeah. yeah. My brother's definitely putting that work in. Yes, indeed. Shout out be fruitful and multiply. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah, shout out to my queen. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, we definitely uh, look forward to the arrival of young Wisdom Bella. She should be yes. here this weekend. You know, when I when I when I went ahead and uh, did the knowledge did about knowledge. this uh, celestial event, you know what I mean? They call it the Star David, the Twin Star David. I was like, oh yeah, that's 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 it right there. That's the portal that we was looking for. So she's definitely gonna be here. Uh, either between the 25th and the 28th, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, we 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 preparing for that, you know? Indeed, indeed, and that's what it that's what it is. So, mode it be, saying? Word. That's what's up. I want to read a little bit about this uh this event, and then I want to go ahead and open up the line for our first guest tonight. So they could take it to that at higher level, you know what I mean? I'm gonna go ahead and right. do some basic, and then uh, we could go ahead and let the cosmo uh, physics, cosmo crack, in and let him do what he does best. All right. So on August 25th, family, 
Yeah, on August 25th, there's going to be a second twin star David or star tetrahedron configuration. And what this offers us, should we choose to take it, is another opportunity to connect our heart space and spend time in sacred space with a feeling of intentionality. Time to activate, which means it's time to tune into our hearts and use our energetic power to hold space for peace, to embody peace through our actions, our thoughts, and our words. So anchor it, tune it, feel it. Bring spirit into matter, light into form, through your intention and through your heart. It's the gateway, family. This is the gateway. And just know that you won't be the only one doing this, okay? It's going to be people all around the world, different circles and communities tuning into this energy, all right? Um, the star gateways are important opportunities for major shifts in consciousness to expand beyond fear-based limitations of the past. Hence, all you butler-ass necks. Energy is ripe and fertile with potential to embrace a greater union of spirit and matter or heart and mind or sacred masculine and feminine within the heart energy space. It is wise to contemplate where we are now after the first initial gateway and shift in the experiences that have transpired since then. And then we are headed while consciously utilizing the potential of this second auspicious energy. When transiting Jupiter and Cancer just finished up being a part of a, power, a powerfully intensified T-square aspect with Uranus and Pluto, there has been major reworking and big transitions going on up until now. It's like moving from densely packed energy to something old-shattering, moving us into a wide-open space. Thus, there is room for new energy and possibilities to emerge within consciousness on an individual and collective level. We have been prepared to open and become ready to receive with effortlessness and grace now. Venus in Libra makes an opposition to Uranus and Aries retrograde while making a tense aspect to Pluto and Capricorn retrograde. This signifies a time where unrest, conflict, and discord rises up to be cleansed and purged within individuals, relationships, and groups and the collective. The second star gateway includes the vibration of Restoring peace and harmony. All right? So I'm not going to go any further. There's a few more things. that uh, Let's just break down what the tetrahedron is. And um, sacred geometry, the six-pointed star is known as the star tetrahedron in spirituality. It is called a mer, which is a rotating light. Ka, soul and spirit. Ba, which is the physical body. Therefore, we have the Merkabah. We have the opportunity to bring into greater alignment our body, mind, heart, into relationship with soul. The Star David, also known as the Seal of Solomon, is an esoteric symbol. In India, the six-pointed star has been associated with Shiva, the Shakti energy, the interconnection or divine masculine, feminine, and harmony and union. And for anybody who has been following Aline's Bay's radio broadcast, this should resonate, okay? This is what the Brother Panic talks about uh, in some previous broadcasts. When the triangles merge with each other to form the shape of a hexagon, it can be seen as a state of manifestation. 
Star David is an unusual alignment that opens a gateway into consciousness. The star gateway, grand sextile, or star of David aspect begins building up one week prior to and and becomes exact on August 25, 2013, Eastern Standard Time, considering the energy building up by 11 a.m. as the moon enters Taurus. All right, and you just check your local day and time to be sure where it starts for you. Okay, so with that being said, we are going to go ahead and uh, just go ahead and open up the lines for the Cosmo Cosmo uh, Crack to come in and do what he does. But uh, hopefully, you know what I'm saying, the information that was shared for the family is something that we could just, you know, absorb, just, just take that in. We're going to go a little bit further with our guests. Lou, you there? Yes, sir. Yeah. So let's go ahead and open up the line for the 516. So call it from the 516-881. Peace and welcome to No The Last Radio. Peace. Peace, Lord. I'm, um, yeah, timing is, like, <laughs> so intrinsic at this point. I, um, I looked at the configuration that they're talking about, and um, I want everybody to know it really isn't the 25th, you know, and 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 the reasons for why it's given. And I debated okay. over how to to bring this to to everybody listening because I had to make it pertinent, and it has applications, the dynamics are, are like multiple. It has applications on every aspect of life, you know. It's going to manifest itself governmentally. It's going to manifest itself, you know, psychologically. It's going to manifest itself socially, globally, and, you know. So I was like, damn, how do I bring it, right? It's a, it's, it's a, the word tetrahedron is like, I don't know where that, I don't understand how to fit that into this equation, right? So I just want need everybody to understand that there's a circle around us that that indicates, it gives indications as to what's going to happen or what the next trend is going to be, you know? And a lot yeah. of people of the mind that, because they're ignorant to it, they're of the mind that they have, you know, total sway over how it affects them, you know? So I want to bring it to a personal level. And I hope it touches everybody that's listening, you know, because it is more important that you understand how it's going to affect you as a person than what its global effects are, right? First of all, they say the 25th because astrologers and cosmophysicians like to give you the heads up, to, to put you a day in advance. Actually, the configuration doesn't, grand sextile or doesn't form the, the two triangles that form the, the what they call the Star of David, which is older than David or Solomon, period. Yes. Yeah. You know, the the, the, the planetary geometry indicates a time or opportunity to bring. So it's a time for ease and an opportunity to bring ease, but it doesn't come without work, all right? And it occurs in the emotional signs, and the material signs. So it's going to manifest itself 
you know, in in the physical world, like uh, through through desires, through conflicts and emotions, and what people don't understand is it's already happening, right? People born with this configuration go through life with with relative ease if if they apply themselves. See, that's the catch, you know, because you got people that aren't trained and aren't conditioned and don't realize how to apply themselves. That's the problem with 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 this culture as it is. You know, they don't bolster this type of information in the in the general education. But at any rate, the it's, it's two grand shrines which represent ease and harmony astrologically. Cosmophysically speaking, it represents the opportunity for you to put your to plant your seeds and watch them grow and flourish. So for those of you who hear this and believe mystically or fascinated by the the, uh, the, 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 the lingo that's attached to it, you have work to do. Okay? But the work will be relatively easy. It won't be difficult. You have to have a personal understanding of your chart or have an astrologer do it for you. And I don't have to be the one, but, you know, I recommend me. All right? At any rate, you have to look at the fact that life manifests like weather. You understand? Conditions come upon you that you didn't create, that you must deal with, that you must create an answer for. And... This configuration points to such occasion. So your life right now for those people globally, for those people that are like, well, my life is some shit right now. I don't know what to do. You have resources. You have to be willing to step out of your constraints, your natural constraints. You know, for humanity uh, as a whole, we are consciously going through, or through our conscious is going through uh, the the challenge to destroy the old and replace it with new and innovative activity, ideas, and solutions, okay? You know, this is what's so deep. People say, you know, astrology, you know, you got to individualize it. It doesn't apply to the whole. You know, we, we, I can apply this to all of humanity. Somebody should press one right now if I'm wrong. Come on and debate, okay, <laughs> really. But you, you're being presented right now with an opportunity to kill your own ways of thinking. So the way that you went about doing things two and three years ago last, you know, before October of last year, you know, the way you went about doing things, that must change. So you're being pressured now. All the difficulties, no matter who you are, no matter where Scorpio and Saturn fall, no matter where Pluto and Capricorn falls in your birth chart. I know that was Chinese for a lot of people, but no matter where these things are being indicated and pointed to, you're going through a situation where you have to kill the old ideas. All of your opposition, all of your difficulty, all of your delays and disappointments are coming from resistance to adaption. You're, you're, you're resistant to, to adapt. So this grand sextile that's occurring on the 26th, it starts to culminate on the 25th, is pointing to an opportunity you have to take advantage for advantage of your willingness to adapt, because grand sextiles are adaptable. They're mental and social issues, okay? Because they're mental and social issues, then what that means is that for the next, let's say, two months, everyone listening, look at how your the, the 
the, the, the conditions and the priorities and the, and the values and the morals in your social interactions, particularly those that are built on communication, okay? Particularly those that are built upon communication. And thereafter, the communication or, or, or other people receiving the information or the impression that you seek to put on them, seek, understand how you can implement that because that's what this configuration is about. It's about the implementation of ideas, the manifestation of thought into the material world through creative endeavor. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that in street language. It's about taking your ideas and making them real. Now, there's a, there is a, there, that's what it shows. And because it occurs in what we call the transiting sky, it occurs in the current sky. So it affects everybody. You know, you know how something can happen in society that affects everyone. If you don't reflect back to 9-11, you know, that, that affected everybody in this country, you know, directly, however we detached you are. Because it fluctuated the economy, you know. It caused the economy to fluctuate. So it touched everyone. Well, that's the same type of influence in, in, in that regard, you know. It's going to touch everyone. So the, what should be advised to the listener with regard to this, to this is to understand the dynamics of your own person. They're going to be emotional and social issues. Issues with lovers and issues with younger brothers and sisters and cousins. And we'll see it in the media, too, you know, just like that Sandy Hook prediction. You know, we'll see it in the media how family members, brothers and sisters, you know, are settling quarrels and differences, all right? But it's all about bringing ease where there's hardship because there's going to be hardship and there's going to be ease at the same time. It's like we are both dry and wet at the same time. Like we both hard and soft the same time. You know, you got teeth and you got cheeks, all right? There goes your heart and soft, right? Your eyeballs and, and your knuckles, all right? And, and, and your mouth and your forehead. That there goes through the wet and drive you. So we are constantly in the, um, in a, between an extreme. So you have opportunity now through external application, external. You can't just go somewhere and sit in the corner and think it's going to fall in your lap. This grand sextile is an opportunity to bring what you implement to fruition, you see? Now, understand that that's witchcraft. You don't have to do no ritual in this case because the planetary energy is there. Any ideas that you seek right now to to bring to fruition, uh, the, the ground is very fertile for that, for every human being on the planet. So mm. now with the, to, yeah, which, which, with this, from that idea come collective prayer or collective meditation. Do you understand? So yeah. at this point, yeah, at this point, you have to understand. Mental and creative five plus plus, I need to ask this question. So how much time do I got, Lord? Bruh, you, 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 you spit in that gospel, man. You got all night. <laughs> yes, you, okay. you got as long as you got to take to get this information out. Okay. We can't well, put time on excellent. Okay, so I'm going to ask those who don't understand what I'm saying to pardon the fact that I don't know any other way to put it. But well, I can start now to individuate the energies that are, that are in tow. However, it would never be relevant to you if you don't know where these uh, sectors 
where these areas in your life are in the chart. That's the only way I can read it, right? You, we have this grand sextile. It's Pluto in Capricorn, all right? This means intense industry and uh, a very strong necessity for planning. So, you know, those of intelligence and those of experience in, in making thoughts reality, because that's what the grand sextile is about, taking your thoughts and making them real. We, we have it in our nature. We do it every day when we speak a word. This is why they say your words are powerful, because you can, you're taking thoughts and making them real when you speak. So don't take that gift lightly, just because everybody can do it, <laughs> right? But at any rate, you, we're looking at this configuration. We got Pluto and Capricorn. This points to a need, wherever it falls in your chart, it points to a need to plan, to structureize, and execute your will according to a schedule. So for those of you who are out there right now saying, yo, life is fucked up for me right now, part of my uh, German, right, because fuck is German, right, part of my German. Uh, uh, dude, my life is fucked up right now. I don't know what to do. Understand, first you need a plan. In order to institute any plan, you need to know what you desire. And the planet of Pluto deals with desire. However, y'all, you are subject to external conditions. Your will, you have the will to choose, but only when the choice has been presented to you. What kind of choice is that? But anyway, you think the choices that are presented to you now deal with you planning so and goals. So get a goal, first of all. Your life is shit right now. Get a fucking goal. Right? A goal that will release you or, or, or relieve you of your current situation that, it, that you're not content with. Now, that is the Pluto energy. That's what that points to. This is the creation or the creator, whichever word you want to use, is pointing to what you need to do. Now, understand there are, you know, variables in this. You know, it's going to be difficult for Libras, Aries, and Cancers and Capricorns to do that. Not just Capricorn Sun, but for those of you born in the early 80s, you know, between 1981 and 1984, it's going to be difficult for y'all, too, no matter what your sign is. Okay? But it's going to be difficult, don't mean it shouldn't be reached for. Anything worth having is worth working for. So get a plan. All right? Now, the next energy comes to Pisces, because we are moving uh, 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 with the course of the orbit of the planet in this in this analysis, right? So the next sextile, the or point of the star, David, you know, because that's what this Pluto and Capricorn represents. That's one point in the star of David. In those two triangles, one pointing up, one pointing down, right? You have Pluto and Capricorn, which says that you need a plan, and you need to structureize the course of your activity if you want to evolve. Those are the key words. These are this is these are the key phrases. Once you do that. Okay, what do you want? You know, if your life is fucked up, why is it fucked up? Analyze that. And then decide what you need to do. Decide what you want is what you need to do, you need to attain. You know, you don't need any plan in between point A and point B with that regard. You, you, your life is fucked up, why? Well, for whatever reason, how do you want it to be? There goes your goal right there. Okay? Now, understand this. It's not going to come without expanding your life force. So it's going to be trying. The next point in this uh, 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 six uh, hexagonal uh, 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 indication 
points to the sign of Pisces. Answer Scorpio if you want to go counterclockwise. You know, I mean, if you want to go clockwise, it's in it's in Scorpio. If you want to go counterclockwise, and it goes your choice too. You know, you have two options always to do this or do that. So you you can destroy your old modes of thinking. That is Saturn and Scorpio, the first, the second point in this star. And the, uh, the other second point that you can choose to use with deficiency is Neptune and Pisces. The issue with that is we have not, as a culture, been conditioned to take our vision and make it real, unless it deals with our lower nature, you know? We are all, you know, allowed it is made very easy for you to appease your desires and your lusts and your addictions. That is easily attainable. But this points at the higher level of human evolution and development. Neptune and Pisces point to your ideals and practical ideals, you know, attainable ideals. So after you get your plan in order, you have to visualize it. And like everything else on the planet that you have to engage with, even if you want to strike a match, there's a procedure that, that, that you must follow in order to do it safely. In order to visualize, you have to do something practical. Make sure that what you set as a goal, which is point one, is practical, is attainable. It's not outrageous. And if you need someone to explain to you what is outrageous, then you know it doesn't make a difference. You'd be on help at the, at that point. Right? Pick an attainable event or process that that you can, you know, that you can initiate without a lot of resistance. I understand there's going to be a little resistance, but this period of time, which I haven't mentioned yet, let me state it now, between. Right now, because anything that happens in a few days has already been in effect for about 14 days. Understand that. You know, all of the things that needed to be in place for that event to culminate were in place 14 days before you even got into it. So understand that, right? So you have now, like, what, a couple days to, 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 to focus your intent, to fix your goal, and to visualize it. Well, the other sex style, the other point, the third point that I referred to secondly is the fact that Saturn is in Scorpio. This points to, it doesn't cause anything. It points to the fact that you have to restructure your shit, your life, your desires, your priorities. Reason why, if life is is, 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 is seriously challenging and causing you some degree of misery, however intense or unintense, then your priorities aren't in order. I don't care whatever your dogma is, whatever your frame of mind is, if you're experiencing difficulty, it's because you are resisting the energy that you have to use. You're not using it properly. So you must, according to the dictates of what this indicates, Destroy. You must reform. You must readapt. Change. The only reason why you're experiencing difficulty is because the external conditions don't meet your preferences. So since you can't change the world in one day, if you are capable of changing the world, you still can't do it in one day, right? You have to focus and, and make sacrifices and eliminate those issues that aren't working for you. And what's deep, if you haven't realized this already, is old modes of thinking. In other words, you're 21 now. 
What you were doing at 16 was for 16-year-olds. You still have been in the last few months, the last few years, successful at attaining the the, the uh, fruition of your desires based upon old modes of thinking and methods of, of interaction. Well, there now the reason why you're experiencing difficulty is because that shit is worn out. That was for 16-year-olds. You're 21 now. So even though I use 16 and 21, understand that that, that that pertains to any two ages. You did because Saturn is in Scorpio right now. What that points to is the fact that old modes of action regarding self-improvement and the attainment of desires. I'm going to repeat that for emphasis. All modes of action for the attainment of desires or, 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 or evolutionary purposes, they got to change. Because the way you was doing it at 16 ain't going to work now. Or however you was doing it five years, three years, two years ago, as of October the 5th, 2012, you got to change that now. So in order to experience the same fulfillment of desire, you have to take a different route. And all of, most of your difficulty, if not all of it, is because you refuse to change the mode in which you pursue that. That's the third point on this star, David. Right? The fourth point, which is a shrine, okay, from this Pluto and Capricorn energy, and I'm using that because Pluto is the most influential planet, it's the planet of life and death. So what is more important to you than life or death? You know? Whatever it is, it's a cause that you're willing to die for, but at any rate, it's a life and death thing, right? So that's where I'm coming from with this perspective, too, right? And Pluto is also not just life and death. It's evolution. It's self-improvement. You know, evolution means moving from a lower state to a higher state. You dig? Devolution is the opposite, and I'm not even referencing that right now. But believe me, if you don't take the steps necessary, if you don't kill your old ways of doing things, you're going to constantly run into difficulty until you do. That's what, why life is such a pain in the ass right now, because you want it to be sunshine and it's raining. They get dressed for the rain then. You have the choice to dress for the rain or not dress for the rain. You don't have a choice as the weather is raining. Okay? You know, so for those of you who want to run into that spiritual mind, that I cause it to rain. I can cause it to stop raining. You do it then. You dig? And believe me, if you have that idea now, you had that idea two or three years ago, seven or eight years ago, however many long ago, it ain't working for you today. So it's about adaption, adapt, being receptive to new ideas. Now, the fourth point will go from Capricorn to Virgo. And Venus is, you know, just left Virgo, but the, the sun just entered Virgo, yeah? Now, understand, that brings a brand-new dynamic to it because the sun is the most powerful uh, indicator. Hold on one second. The sun is the most powerful indicator in our solar system. I mean, what's stronger to to the influence of the weather and the conditions in your life than a sunny day? Mm. Or the lack thereof. Okay? Right. Yeah. So, therefore, when we look to the sun in Virgo... Virgo is a sign of work. It's a sign of conditioning. It's a sign of nutrition 
on one point, but, you know, <laughs> I can't jump everywhere, man, you know, but I'm going to try to do my best. You know, it's a sign of application and effort, endeavor. So, and, 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 and it's a process because it points to the routine in our lives, right? So you're going to have to change your routine. You're used to going about attaining happiness or the fulfillment of your desires in this procedure. And then now because, not because Saturn is a scorpion, but because it, it shows us that it is time to change them old ways and modes of thinking, we're forced to look at other options. Well, that won't be difficult to attain if you're willing to adapt because what we're looking at here is a point which is called a triangle, which is just one bar in that star David. You know, when you draw the star David, if you were to draw it on a piece of paper, you have to use six lines to do so. So what I'm doing is I'm breaking down the components. Each line in this star David alignment represents a different component. Right? I'm trying to break it down and then show you how it works as a whole if I have time. And if not, y'all can call me. Right? Y'all can listen to my show on Sundays at 8 p.m. on Cosmophysics Radio. All right? But anyway, now, on Blog Talk. Yeah. I'm calling you for the private lesson because, you know, this is definitely hitting home, and I, I can feel it. Not only am I seeing it, you know what I'm saying, and I have incidents and dates to refer to it as, like, I'm going to start, man, make a comic book out of this shit. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm glad that you're feeling it because that's the whole sure, purpose, Lord. but it's not just yeah. you, everybody, Lord. I, I want people to understand, and this was deep. I'm not exempt from these from these uh, uh, influences or these indications, even though I have a foreknowledge of them because I can measure when they're going to happen. That I'm still not exempt, so I'm going through it too. You know, and that's the reason why I feel the need, the need to convey this message to the populace. You understand? You know, everybody needs to know what they need to do in order to function and, and survive comfortably. You know, but understand, let me go back. So we're dealing with the third bar. You know, if you draw two triangles, that's six lines you have to draw and connect. Well, it's the same thing, all right? We got a triangle from Pluto to Virgo. The easy, one, one, there are two easy ways. One of the easiest ways to bring this to fruition, to stabilize the, the ability to attain your desires or goals is effort, the work. And Virgo is the sign of services rendered or received. Service rendered or received, which means that you're going to need some help. Oh, what you thought, that you were independent? For all you independent human beings listening to this who think you're independent, you don't grow the cotton that makes your, makes your clothes. You don't drill the petroleum that makes your clothes either if you're wearing nylon, okay? You don't grow the, the food that you eat that you go to the grocery store and buy. So there goes all your independence. Goodbye. It's dead. You ain't independent. So recognize that about yourself. No human being on this fucking planet is independent. Okay? Even if you had you had to kill the plants that you eat. So there goes your dependence out the window, all right? But anyway, the Virgo means service is rendered or received. So it is pointing to the need in your life. It is pointing to the need in your life to interact with others on an exchange, on an exchange. 
So it, it, it brings to mind the word networking. So whatever network you got, however limited it is, believe me, in it is some salvation at this point for you, no matter who you are, no matter when your birthday is. And depending on where the planets fall in your chart will determine how challenging it is for you. But guess what, man? However challenging it is, do it, you know? So what if it's more of a challenge for him than it is for you? You still got to eat. So, you know, it's easier for him to kill a deer, cook it, and eat it. <laughs> and it's more difficult for you. You still got to kill a deer, cook it, and eat it. You understand? So do it. Now, the the third point, I mean, pardon me, the fourth point would be the opposition. Now, understand this dynamic that we're talking about, this Star David dynamic. If you could just draw it on your notebook or doodle it, Somewhere in your vicinity or visualize it. We got two triangles that consist of three points. And what's deep is when you put it in a in a, in a, in a, a hexagonal configuration, you got one, two, three. You got three oppositions. So understand this. Whatever your desires are, and I don't care what your plan entails, you have three obstacles to overcome in this geometric situation, which makes me want to run into, the, you know, the geometry of it all. Geometry in mathematical is just an illustration. In real life, geometry governs the success of your activity. And if you don't understand that, I want to break it down. So pardon me that I have to run off on this tangent, Lord, all right? The geometry of it is that <laughs> you notice how if you strike a nail with a hammer at 90 degrees, you can drive that motherfucker into the wood in one stroke. Indeed. Yeah. You know, I don't care how hard the wood is. You could be dealing with ash. You know, that's the wood they make baseball bats out of. If you hit that nail at 90 degrees, it gives you and it gives you maximum force, and that is the key word understanding analysis in planetary geometry, maximum force. So you understand if you look at your birth chart and you see in that circle two points calculated in each other that are ninety degrees apart, that means that those things that those planets point to require your maximum force to attain peace of mind, success. Overcoming it requires maximum force. Thus, you get a bunch of astrologers who don't understand the plant their job. Oh, you're going to have a hard time. You're definitely going to have a hard time. Yeah, because it's hard for them. If you understand what you're working with, it ain't so hard because knowledge is the key to success in every endeavor, right? So you got a square head going on in opposition part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for those of you who don't understand why he dropped that bomb, you know, the ability to attain your will, to choose a course and see it to fulfillment, the ability to do that solely, S-O-L-E-Y, depends on your knowledge. Hello? Peace. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Paul, <laughs> the brother Paul dropped. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, phone just dropped. Yeah, man, the boys, and um, he'll be calling right back in blue. The minute he calls in, open up that line. And uh, for the family that called to hear our brother Polite, that brother will be coming on directly after the Cosmo physician finishes his uh, his um, his delivery or his offering. Indeed. It's a call to action. It's almost like a clarion call. You know, I'm like, damn, I feel like, yeah. well, I know the minute the show yeah, is over, to pull out that, yeah, pull that book out with the plan and read everything over, see what needs to be updated, what needs to be reiterated, what needs to be charted, what needs to be followed. You me? Is it that time? Key configuration. Sure. Right. Yeah. He dropped it. Geometry governs the success in your endeavors by things being properly measured. So when you step forth, you will know the ledge. Ah. It's crazy. That's going on a mixtape. Yeah, yeah. Got that line right there. That line. Shout out to those. I know this is Virgo season. Yeah, Virgo season. Shout out to the Virgos. Yes, right. yes, with no family, we want to bring forth um, tonight's guest. You know, I, I I think I know Brother Raku will be calling back in shortly, but let me bring in tonight's guest so we can officially get that under what they call it from the three four seven four six five. Peace, the head of the crown. Brother Polite. Peace. Peace, peace. peace. What's peace. good, my brother? Greetings, my brother. Peace. It's good to hear from you guys, man. As always, I'm glad to be on. Glad to be peace. on. I just came just from Chicago. I'm in Jersey now. I'm heading to New York. Just dropped the fam off. No doubt. We were, we were just receiving a... Um, a breakdown of a upcoming cosmological configuration is taking place on the 26th and the 25th called the Twin Star of David, Star Tetrahedron, Cabo. So this is a, uh, you know, this is a period in time when the Grand Sextile is going to appear and bring forth opportunity on this planet for those that have these grand ideas coming to fruition. Now, we're honored to speak to someone such as yourself who is known the world over at this point for bringing plans out of the thin air and materializing them in front of the world to see. So I just want you to briefly speak on, you know, with, with your, your crown endeavor, which is the bookstore in Chicago, how that's been going, you know, what is your responses when you leave and come back you know what I'm saying? Like, how does it feel at this point that this is now 
that you know that's your that's your flagship, that's your new home. How is your leaving and coming back affecting how you see that particular movement? Well, I would first and foremost say that the Chicago family is great, and when I leave and I come back, I learn so much more about myself and so much more about people because outside of California, and I still have to put Chicago there as priority in this particular scenario, I haven't been somewhere so much as to the point of really saying, man, I really know here or I live here because I'm there every opportunity I get because I really enjoy and embrace the opportunity that's been granted to me by way of the heavens. And I'll endeavor to help raise people's consciousness in that particular community. But every time I travel and I come back, I see so much growth in the people that's coming to the store. I see the growth in the people that's helping participate. And it's amazing. Hey. Just got a lot to be grateful for. And at this level, it's exactly what I wanted. You know, every born day, as you know, I just turned 30, August 10th. And I have a long line of things that I anticipate embarking upon during the course of the year. So I'm very pleased to say that I was able to accomplish everything and more because we look at our birthdays in New Covenant as New Year's. So whereas the breaks the New Year every January 1st, you know, we celebrate our New Year's every birthday. And right. for New Year's, we have our resolutions. You know, but my resolve is not more or less engaging in what I need to stop doing, which is also positive. When we embark upon a New Year's resolution, we're focusing on the things that we want to add on to our life. And in doing so, by default, you'll be taking things that's not necessary. So rather than focus on just taking things away, which is a, a negative vibrancy, I'm going to take this away. I'm going to stop drinking this. I'm going to stop smoking that. Rather than say I'm going to take away, we add two. And in adding two, you're also taking away things simultaneously. So I was very, very pleased this particular birthday, this particular born day, this particular anniversary on turning 30. I was very happy and elated to know that the store got up because that was one of my endeavors when I started my previous New Year, my previous birthday. Uh, one of my endeavors for the year was to open up a new store to launch an insurance company, and we got that going through Covenant Benefit Annuities and Insurance. And, you know, uh, to also be having or hosting our own auctions to sell houses, to sell land, and that too also got accomplished. And a host of other things. I also want to put forth our own language for our community and do a susu, which the book is out. And that was a major accomplishment for me because that means a lot to me. So it's in traveling back and forth, it's amazing because when I come back, it's normally a new book I wrote and I now see it on the shelf. Or the production level is tremendous because I now have publishers that I entrust my intellectual properties uh, from Chicago people that I met in Chicago, and they have made what we do a whole lot more efficient. And if, if not if not for the good brother and sister that's out there 
it would be very hard to fill up the shelves in Chicago and still be able to do what I do as I travel state to state. So this journey has been great tremendously. Well, we do understand that this past weekend, last weekend you had Brother Rob Cool the Cosmo Crack and Pastor Chris in the building doing their thing. Uh, you know, their inaugural lecture, you know what I'm saying, experience. Can you speak on how it was received in Chicago? You know, what did you think about the presentation as well? Uh, well, I'll tell you this first and foremost, that that accuracy is so uncanny and runs so unparalleled to most that they were pretty much giving people a breakdown of their chart inadvertently. That's how accurate they were. And what I mean by that is they were just speaking truth, and everyone that was sitting there was able to identify with that which they were breaking down. So that in itself was like, listen, if he and she are in their evaluation and in what they have contemplated and what they have conceptualized in their dissertation, if they were able to tap into personal facets of your life, without them actually trying to do a reading on you, you can see how how much more punctuated would the experience be if they do an actual reading on you. Because I was standing there, and they was breaking me down as I was just there. And they wasn't doing it on purpose, but it was things that they were teaching in regards to the Zodiac. And I was like, wow, that's phenomenal what they were teaching because I know my chart, so I'm here listening to them. And I'm like, man, this is a very unique perspective that the brother and the sister were undergoing a very, very unique perspective. And it's a necessary perspective, and it's been gone for entirely too long. I know it's been gone for entirely too long because as I heard him breaking the information down, I said, man, we need this brother's participation in the community at large. And I was really just being familiarized with him on this grand scale on account to the score. So I was very happy on account of the fact that we have so many different wise people that have already stepped into the store. We've had Queen of Four. We have a, a Rashid. We have, yeah. You know, we've had, you know, uh, of course myself. It's Delby Blair. It's been amazing already in our yeah, conception. It's a legendary lineup. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. And the thing is, the store is harnessing that energy. Okay, and with it harnessing that energy, it'll make it that much more easier for teachers to deliver, and it'll make the students that much more receptive, thus thereby making the information that much more coherent when we really study energy. So that's the type of classes that we want to constantly have in programs and services we want to constantly provide to a Chicago community because the people are beautiful. But unfortunately, you have a lot of people in the community that are a bit misguided, okay, and that's because of their lack of options. Okay, or the inability right. to cite the options that they have before them. So just by doing what we do in the community, it sends a ripple effect out into the universe. But before it hits the universe, more immediately in the community, where somebody may be walking and just get the inclination to do something positive simply because something positive is finally going on. It's that right. important. It's that right. important. That, so that the brother, energy, the stirring of that energy, you know, it's just like a vortex, so it exists. It's going to spiral and jump into somebody, you know what I'm saying, or come across their magnetic field. They're going to take something away from it just by it merely being. So, again, 
that. Can I do this real quick? Because the brother was with us right before I opened up your line. His phone had dropped. I but he's back in the all. building now. I just want to bring him on and uh, call it from the 516-881, Brother Raul Cool. Peace. Peace, peace, Lord. Welcome back, Lord. What's up, what's up, Polite? Hey, what's up, my brother? Man, you know, I, I, I am absolutely grateful for the opportunity, for the platform to present me to come on there, man. And I want to give your, your agent, Coach Chief, all the props in the world for making that happen. That's right. I, I'm looking forward. I've been calling you. You know, I know you've been busy, but I've been, I'm looking forward to a copy of that. Lord. Oh yeah, definitely. I just arrived to the New Jersey area so a couple of hours ago, driving from Chicago, and I'm heading to New York right now. However long it takes you, I need a copy yet. But let me go. I left off at the fourth point. Okay. What opposes the attainment of our desire right now is the emotional aspect. And the domestic situation. And let me break that down because the domestic situation, they, you know, it's the way you live. It's the way, way your, your, your domicile, your home, your, your shelter. And for those who are unaware, food, clothing, and shelter are the highest priorities in living on this planet, regardless what age, regardless what uh, uh, era. Because what the trend is, food, clothing, and shelter is, is most important and intrinsic to, you, to your happiness. So, so domestic also includes the family, and it, it, it points to the, the, the nurturing parent, the nurturing parent side of the family. So a lot of people are going to be involved in activity with regards to their heritage. The mother's side of the family and the mother and women at large. And the feminine side of your essence, if you aren't dealing with women at a priority level, okay? And, and, and I don't want to repeat that. I advise everyone to download this shit, okay? So, but to, but to bring it back, so the opposition, the fourth point in this style of David, points to those things, those obstacles that will force you to question your priority. That will force you to choose between your domestic comfort, your lifestyle, comfort, and whatever external influence is is abounding. And, and I have to bring it that general because I don't know your personal chart, listener. Right? I need to know your personal chart to put that in specific dynamic, but at any rate, I can get as specific as this. Your domestic situation, so it, it becomes a matter of what what should be done. I want this, but my bills need to be paid, or I, I need this, but my domestic situation is, is, is in jeopardy. You know, you might be in a turbulent relationship. There are so many factors that will contribute to that domestic situation analysis. So understand whatever that is, you need to include that in your schedule, in your goals. You don't need to say, okay, I'm going to put that on the back burner so I can attain this state of satisfaction or what the average mind would call happiness, you know, or peace of mind. 
make sure that regardless of the demand, your mother asking for money, your uh, your bills need to be paid, there are certain repairs they need to go into, your domestic situation, whatever it is dealing with your domestic and your family, just the maternal or the or or and understand I can't emphasize because for females, the fourth house represents the father side of the family. So at any rate, any family issues that come forth, someone from one of your aunts, one of your cousins needs some help, help them. I swear to God, and believe me, when I say God, I don't mean, you know, the the, 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 the traditional doctrine. I'm talking about the creative force in this universe that allows you to bring your desires and thoughts to reality when I say God, right? So, I swear to God that if you take care of your domestic situation, and you make that a priority and cooperate with the energies there. And let me emphasize that. You know, picture yourself on a seesaw. Imagine if the other person at the end of that board you're sitting on, they don't want to push off the ground when you after you. <laughs> you know, how the fuck are you going to go up and down, back and forth, and making an enjoyable experience? You know, if you implement the domestic priority, the rest, or maybe not all of it, but most of the rest, will fall into place. And mind you, there are two other points. I'm dealing with the fourth point of this sixth point, dynamic. Okay? So 40%, 44, well, no, no, pardon me, 66%. You know, of a two thirds of your difficulty can be relieved if you just go ahead and make your domestic situation a priority. In other words, <laughs> cliche, get your fucking house in order and the rest of father's place. Get your family in order. Whatever needs that are coming to you from your nurturing parents, attend to them. You know, People come on this this show and my show and all the shows, and they advocate the ritual. You know, if I just perform this ritual, if you just perform this ritual, this is what will happen. Well, I just want you to know, the ritual of maintaining your priorities is <laughs> stronger than whatever spiritual escape you seek. So if you just get that in order, if there's somebody in the nurturing parents that are family need your assistance, Give it to him. I guarantee you it'll manifest itself multiple fold. I ain't going to give it no specific number because I haven't performed any experiments to see if seven works to death. Right? But I know it'll multiply. Understand that that is the foundation in everyone's chart, Okay? And I can't even get into that because that's, that's the, you know, this ain't the rock cool show. This is on the ledge. <laughs> but, you know, just understand, get your domestic situation in order. Everything else will fall in place. Now, that is a turning point because it is an opposition. In other words, it's 180 degrees away. It's directly across from you. Picture yourself sitting at a table, a round table. You know, with 12 different aspects of yourself and 12 different aspects of your personal experience, 
you got to govern that table, that meeting. Well, the, the person or the one that is sitting directly across from you is the one to whom I'm referring right now. If you get that, if you can satisfy that individual, then, then you got to have to vote, okay? You can get him on your team, <laughs> that aspect of yourself or that nature of your experience in order, then the rest will be easy. Because we only have two more points now. Now we, the next point, the fifth point, is a trine in, 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 in astrology, or, you know, I use that word so that y'all will know what I'm pointing to, but for real, that word is so inadequate. <laughs> I don't need a tangent there. But anyway, if you get that aspect, the fifth aspect, which is the dynamic that gives the people at a distance, people who you need to accomplish your goals, that are not near you. Factor that into your plan, into your schedule, into your goal achievement blueprint. If you do that, that's the next step that will attain your desire. You see? This whole fucking procedure I'm describing is a is a ritual. For what you ain't meditating, you have to put this shit in action. And pardon my French in German. You know, shit is a German word. You know. <laughs> but anyway, just, just, just put that, put, 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 put your effort and your dynamic, regardless of the sacrifice. Because what I'm talking about is a, is a trine here. From Pluto, which is your desire, what you want in life. You see? That shit is important. You know, because everybody, this makes or breaks relationships. This causes wives who've been in a 16-year relationship to walk away from their husband. This causes men who have eight kids by this woman to say, I'm done with you. Your desires do that. Okay? So I'm pointing to the desires here. You want to attain that there are people at a distance with which you need to concretize or to establish a firm foundation with in order to attain your desire. And if you on this show and you ain't caught up and you lost, download this joint. Because I explain it in, in, in detail, in minute detail. Download this shit and listen to it and take notes. Write an outline. You know? I don't know what your English skills are. But at any rate... You know, if you can cement those things at a distance, you you are almost all the way there. You are actually 92% there if you can get that part of your network in order. Those people that are different to you consist of those people that you need to expend an effort to get to, whether that is socially or physically. And what I mean by that is, the, 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 the individual you need to get to is maybe next door. But they got a structure set up that you got to go through this, that, and the third, whether you're dealing with the government or some other agency. <laughs> Let me drop this. The government ain't nothing but an agency, right? <laughs> the, but if you're dealing with some other agency, get, get those things that are at a distance to you in order. But understand that comes after the priority. 
The priority is that individual sitting across the table from you that I spoke on earlier, that main opposition, your domestic situation, you know, because all of it boils down to how you want to live, you know. Whatever trouble you're experiencing, whatever difficulty, whatever dissatisfaction, it occurs in your domestic situation because you're healed. It don't make a difference what sign falls in your domestic house astrologically. It don't make a difference what your desire, your interpretation is. Your dissatisfaction in life comes from the, the, the peace of mind you don't get when you walk in your fucking house. So in order to bring that to now, I'm going to run to, and believe me, it's in short, you know, and I'm going to take this opportunity to exploit this situation, this platform, that, you know, it is actually intrinsic that each individual know what they've been given at their birth. And I get readings to specialize in that. And I stay on this blog talk, available for anybody who feel they've been cheated or short shortchanged. I don't have that in my in my resume. Okay? And believe me, this platform will be here for you to come back and destroy me if you want, right? You need a reading. So my number is five one six eight eight one six nine nine two. All right? I charge a hundred and fifty dollars for a monthly forecast. And it will show you everything you need to do in 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 in, in the course of that thirty days from the day you met me or the day we interact or the day you get the reading more more typically, right? So it, it, I'll show you the opportunity to bring it to fruition. Now, I've been on the fucking radio on Blog Talk for you know three years now. I haven't had a single complaint, right? So come and get a, a, a personal analysis. Understand how it works in your job because this format that I'm dropping, this grand sextile, fits everyone. Just like oxygen feeds everybody. I don't care when your birthday is, what color you are, if you want to use the word color, ethnicity, whatever, nationality, whatever. You need oxygen. You see? And this plan, this format that I dropped on on, on, on this uh, uh specific episode shows you exactly what needs to be done. Word. So we reach, the, we reach the fifth point, which is a, a trine, which is another uh, reality that you can give birth to. But this one is intellectual. This one is subjective. This one is mental. It's not something where you can take actual material, you know, like chalk and paper and make a picture. Like, uh you know, oil and uh, 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 motor, so you can get a, co- uh, a cohesive interaction that allows you to travel. It ain't fuel for your car. You know, it's like that, though. Okay? It's like that. This this aspect, this action of the ritual or the activity that you need to implement in order to resolve your discomfort, which is indicated by this grand textile or this configuration or alignment, Depends on your willingness to provide, your willingness to work, your ability to be determined. You see? 
that needs to be focused on. But understand, it has to deal with your acquiring. And I mean A-C-Q-U-I-R-I-N-G. Your ability to acquire what you need, either uh, be it subjective or objective. And what I mean by that is be it material or immaterial. Because some people are in a situation of unhappiness because of their mental state, which is not physical. It's not material. Some people are unhappy because of their material acquisition. Okay? So understand, in this aspect, it becomes totally a matter of morals. And values. No. At this point in your planning, we've already looked at the people you need to contact, the people you need, or, or, or those situations you need to resolve in order to attain your goals. And at this point, we're looking at what you need to moralize, what you need to value, as opposed to what you don't need to value. In other words, you know, if you hit the lotto tomorrow. For $2 million, your values are going to change tomorrow automatically. You know, some people are going to be cut off because they don't they don't serve you, and you don't need that. That's really the cold fact of it, right? So it's a matter of value, who you value and what you don't value. At this point in your development, can in the fulfillment of your goals to attain whatever desires you got, it depends on what you value. So at this point, you have to... Throw away that which doesn't serve your your purpose, and you have to enhance and to to really grasp what does, and that is regardless of your liking. You know, because you didn't create this world that you live in. I don't care why, what what these spiritual uh, knuckleheads they say you create you created all this. We didn't all create this, man. We didn't all agree. The five fingers would be what we get. You know, that's law. That's something we are tied by to be here. So, you know, regardless with your argument with that regard, you ain't got but five fingers. And if you got six, that's a genetic anomaly. That's another, that's another dynamic. But at any rate, you, everybody else got five fingers. That's what you got. So at this point, you need to prioritize what you have and what you can use and what you don't. And at this point, because it is the fifth point before the sixth point that brings us back to the beginning. And at this point, is you have to eliminate what you don't need. You have to get rid of what doesn't serve your purpose in order to bring that fulfillment. And uh, in, the, in, in the transiting sky, looking at this grand sextile, or these two trines, or these six calculated points that are that are all 60 degrees apart from one another in the circle of existence, which is 360 degrees, right? you have to now say, okay, this got to go, and this is what is implemented. That is intrinsic to the attainment of whatever you desire. Now, mind you, you know, <laughs> the creator and energy and the creation, you can attain the cruddiest shit. I don't care whether your cause is noble or not. This plan that I, or, or this execution of will that I've described throughout the course of this specific episode of Notre Dame, and I guarantee you it works. I guarantee it. You know, I bet my mother's comfort on it. So, once you get to the point where 
your uh, your desires are achievable, you have to make some elimination. Now, this is where the challenge is because as human beings, we get accustomed to specific aspects and dynamics of our life. If you ain't willing to make that sacrifice, you ain't going to get it. Like, you ain't going to buy nearly a car on my lot if you ain't got the money or the credit. It's just that simple. Okay? Which brings it back to the sixth point. You will attain, attain what you've been looking for. Understand, too, karma is a motherfucker. So attain something noble. Attain something worthwhile. Reach and set your goal for something that you need as opposed to something that you want. You know, that's the first priority. And that will be what you meet when we go back to point number four. You're going to meet what, you know, what you need as opposed to what you want. And if you're not the type of person that can discern between the two, everything I've said is useless. Really. I'm finished, Lord, unless there's some questions or comments. I think that's a full plate, you know what I'm saying? And we definitely need to let the family properly digest that. And, you know, as you said, they got to go back in the archive, press rewind, and let it download inside of them so they can see what's what and where's where. I follow along, and I could, you know, place every one of those particular configurations that you spoke of in my own chart. I know exactly where it's taking place. I'm taking heed to what's being said. You know, the second to the minute that I get off the program, I'm pulling my book out and doing some updates and edits as well. So we appreciate, you know, you bringing forth that clarion call is what I call it, allowing the family the opportunity to harness this energy to bring forth change, you know what I'm saying, and be the, own pe- be the people in their life that initiate that change rather than an external force, but work with the external force of the energy that is cascading this planet by way of this configuration so that they could build up their body of light, their own macabre, you know, and really tap into those things that they so often talk about, you know what I'm saying, and so routinely read and regurgitate. Now is the time to actually experience those things in the here and now. Hallelujah. Brother Polite, you're still with us. Yes, sir. Indeed. And, you know. Oh, Lord, I want to make this uh, announcement. Pardon me. All right. Lord, Lord Strayhorn, the, math, uh, uh, the the numerologist, is going to be on our show, my show, this um, Sunday at 8 p.m. right here on Blog Talk Radio at the Abundance Network, all right? That's amazing. And we, the last hour of every show, y'all, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> it's going to be redundant for those who do, <laughs> but for those who don't know, we open up. At my show, we open up the last hour for personal question answering and analysis. And because Lloyd Strayhorn going to be on our show, you guys, you have an opportunity right now or Sunday, right, at, at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, 7 Central, 8, uh, 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 I mean, pardon me, 6 Mountain and 5 uh, Western time, uh, Pacific time, to... Right. To, to dress and ask prayer to you, you get me and Lord Strayhorn, me and my panel. Okay, I got a couple other astrologers, not just me, right? To to answer any issue you got. So tune in and listen, 
and you 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 get it from a numerological perspective and a cosmophysic perspective. That's Sunday, eight p.m. right here on Eastern Time on Block Talk Radio. Follow me, Lord. I had to step it in. All right? No, no. Indeed, that's that's necessary. You know, the family will want to check that out. You know, Lloyd Strayhorn is a legend. I'm sure that he'll bring some layers and dimensions by speaking about the numbers and how they correspond to these particular cosmological activities. So I, I definitely recommend the family to check that out. I'm going to have to download it because I, I do. I am going to be vending on Sunday. All right? All right. So, Brother Polite, the Sunday, the day that this great debate is taking place in Harlem, USA? Yeah, yeah. That's this Sunday. Doors open at 3 o'clock. The black, new Black Panther Party versus new Coffin. And I just want people to recognize something that's can, very imperative. Hold on one second. You got the and phone it, on speaker. You can hear me can you talk closer to it? Yeah. Can you hear me better now? Absolutely. Peace. Yes. It, we, it's the New Black Panther Party versus New Covenant in regards to the theme being, can the black race obtain sovereignty amidst a white supremacy? And I just want everybody to know, don't get so emotionally binded by the word debate that you got to presume that we have problems with each other. The chairman of the New Black Panther Party, Attorney Malik Dool Shabazz, and myself, we have a good relationship, man. We are cool with each other. We're in dialogue every week. Don't get too caught up in the stuff that goes on. You know, don't don't take stuff out of context and be like, why can't they unite? What are you talking about? People saying, how come we just can't get together instead of arguing? We're doing the Million Youth Movement together. I'm one of the keynote speakers. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and that's after the debate. So what do you think really going to take place at the debate if we're going to be working together after the debate? So, you know, people are so hard-headed. Even in the promotional clips, it says we're working together in the Million Youth Movement. And after the debate, we're still going to be together. But people are so negative and so afraid of views being challenged. We cannot walk around in this conscious community not challenging each other's views respectfully. Otherwise, we're going to be back in the streets banging out at each other again. You feel me? Like, this shit, it can get real crazy. So we don't need to be on that level no more as a people. Let us hash uh, the disagreements out in a forum for intellectuals, and let's put things into perspective so people can take from what he offers and what I offer as representatives of our community and let the contrast devise a game plan for people that want to enhance their perspective disposition. So I don't want people looking at this debate like, oh, man, th- th- there we go again, niggas getting at each other. No. We have to. We, it's one thing to stand up there and just teach, and, and you just got the audience that like to hear you, and you go up and you teach for hours. That I mean, it's cool. So somebody might even ask you a question. That's cool. But it's, a, it's another art form, and that's the problem with us as a people we don't even respect art. Like you go to, let's look at what we call the Black Power Movement. Where is the Black Power Moves, Movement Art Museum? You see, you know, now I'm gonna say something very clear. I'm gonna say it again at the debate. Okay, uh, we have a tendency to claim people that don't claim us. 
and this is the problem with the conscious community. Because it, it makes us feel like we're bigger than we really are. So we'll turn around and we'll we'll claim a black man who does great works. We'll claim him. We'll claim him and we'll say, man, like if I'm a member of the Black Power Movement by whatever uh, denomination, you know, because a lot of people say uh, white man's the devil. Hebrew is like say the white man's the devil, but they don't really rock out with the Black Panthers. And the Black Panthers, you know, they they say the white man's the devil, and then you got other people who have their communities that say the white man's the devil. But when it comes down to it. You know, these cats don't work with each other. They don't even deal with each other on that level. You know what I'm saying? They might unite against me on that one level, and then I help create unity amongst them inadvertently. But after the day is over, those niggas are all separating from each other. So it's factions. But my point is this. We will see the world's leading astrophysicist be a black man, and we will embrace him. But at the same rate, he don't embrace our ideology. But we will give him kudos and love and props. But then a, a brother polite will teach and say, man, I embrace you, you my brother, in regards to what we disagree with. No, that's too much to do that. That's too much. So what I see is we like to support people that don't know us. But the people right in your face that will give you support, oh, man, I can't deal with this ideology. My daughter had a friend of hers uh, cut her off on Facebook because her parents are Black Panthers. And they said, man, he's debating the Black Panther, so we don't want you to befriend him. But I'm like, I wonder if everybody is a Black Panther advocate on that child's Facebook, that the parents figure that, yo, you know, your daughter, you know, I don't want you to talk to him because, you know, uh, he's down with his new covenant, and they, they're debating the Black Panthers. I'm like, so, and this, this, these people, I'm not going to mention any names, but this child goes to public school. And I wonder how they feel about the fact that those white people that's educating their child, they're not Black Panthers by far. I guarantee that. I guarantee nobody in the public school system is a Black Panther that their children get educated by for years through. But will they say, let's take my children out to public school because, you know, after all, the teachers here are not Black Panthers and they're not advocates of the Black Panther movement. You see, this is the ignorance. It's because I'm so close to home. You want to make excuses for why you can't unite because I'm so close to home. And it's, it's easier to befriend people that you know don't support you than it is to befriend people that are honest with you and say, I disagree, but I still will work with you. You see, so this is, this is what we have to get accustomed to in the community. We have to learn how to disagree and still thrive with each other. So these debates are healthy because people can actually say what's on their mind. Yes. Not to cut your wisdom, Brother Polite. We got the uh, 1111 meditation coming up in a minute and some seconds, so I do want to prepare the family for that. Like the brother Rock, who said, you know, use this grand textile configuration to capture that level of inspiration in your imagination and see it as something that has come to pass. Be able to feel it. You can look around. You know, don't dream about a house. See yourself actually inside of it cutting up food on the island, sitting on the sofa, bathing in the sauna, you know what I'm saying, enjoying yourself, feel what the bed feels like, going to the meditation, materializing those things in your mind in that triple stage. Oh, oh, oh. 
to the family. We're back in the building. Is everybody still with us? Peace. Peace, peace. Okay. Brother Polite, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay. I'm here. Okay, I would definitely like you to continue from where you left off. Uh, we do want to make mention that we did have the brother on the program this past Tuesday, and the brother had nothing but wonderful things to say about you and your organization. You know, he spoke about what has compelled him to come forth and participate in this debate. Um, can you speak about what your particular goal and objective is? Yes. My objective for this debate is to give people a wider perspective, a wider vision of how to move forward in the future. When I did the, it's really a follow-up to the first debate. Everything sequential. Uh, I know people think I go out here looking for people to debate, the people that are anti-polite. They think very weird, these people. You know, because people who know me know that's not me. Uh, I get the call. I'm always getting chastised by people. Yo, I want to debate you. Yo, you scared. I get emailed by people. I keep turning this one down. You know, and I'm like, yo, I get a lot of requests. Can you debate me? And I'm like, who is this person? You know, build your portfolio, family, before you start trying to talk to me to debate you. I'm not better than you per se, but goddamn, let somebody find out who you are first before you start talking to people about debate and build, build a dialogue and a platform for yourself. You may not even have the time to debate. You may have to build your situation up so people can get espoused to what you have to offer. But what I intend to accomplish for this debate is for people to understand truly what sovereignty means and represents. And I want them to realize it is the follow-up to the first debate where I said we have become our own worst enemy. And I have used many mediums to express that. However, I learned from experience and I realized based on the demographic, certain demographics that I may be speaking to, I learned that I must make sure that what I'm teaching is a recurring theme. So throughout this debate, I will remind people why the points I'm making are associated directly to the theme as it relates to the point that represents my conviction. Because, for instance, in the previous debate, I made it clear that we are like our mothers and our fathers. And I also expounded on cellular memory phenomena, okay, CMP, and how people, one out of every three organ recipients, people receive an eye, people receive a heart, they pick up the characteristics or the memory of the previous owner when they take in as a recipient an organ from someone else's body. So taking that into consideration, I also talked about epigenome and how cellular memory is transferred from one generation to the next. And genes can be shut down or activated upon the stimulus of music, food, etc., etc. So having taken all this into consideration, I then drop the ball and say, hey, if you are like your mother and father, then clearly, if you can take an eye 
for somebody and wind up adopting their memories. And if information can be dumped into your DNA from one generation to the next, and parts of your DNA can be activated or stimulated based on the type of foods and music you listen to, then it stands to reason that if we were in a state of rape perpetually by blacks who did like this, who was, who he was having sex with voluntarily and involuntarily, who also enslaved us, and by white folks that hated black people, if this raping and this miscegenation should have took place for three to four hundred years perpetual, it stands to reason that you will have black people or people that purport or appear to be black that really have Caucasoid incentives. And when I say Caucasoid, I mean the Caucasian that hated you. If you have the people that hate you perpetual for three to four hundred years, you're going to wind up with people that appear to be black with the I hate niggas mentality. I hate black people mentality. Therefore, we have become our own worst enemy. This was just one point. This was one point. So what I'm saying is this debate is the follow-up to this information. The dialogue isn't really about who's the devil, but I know that that has to be reintroduced in this debate because this is what people love to talk about. They love to blame other people for this situation. They love to say that I'm letting people off the hook, but I'm simply saying that if my oppressor's DNA, if an organ transplant can make me like the person who gave me the organ, then if people who hate my race rape me perpetually for three to four hundred years, it stands to reason that I become more and more like my enemy every generation that gets raped. That's common sense. Yet people say, man, I don't, he never stayed on point. What was the point of all of that? You understood the point. You're just being ignorant because it hurts, because it was such a strong point. It hurts. It hurts because references were put there. It hurts because it was very logical, and it makes you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, damn, who who am I, and what kind of food am I eating, and is the food that I'm eating stimulating the wrong part of me? Because you confront like you are all black and pan-Africanistic and all that you want to say, but you ain't going to disregard the truth of the matter, which is you have foreign DNA too. And the reality is you can be responsive to any one of those DNAs based on what kind of culture you're in. So now we come into this debate. The follow-up. My follow-up to this information is we now have to reestablish a cultural foundation for our people to subscribe to. Otherwise, they will continue to respond to the weak and the wicked DNA of the people that hated us. And thus, we will perpetuate those same, those same heinous acts against each other if we don't change our music, if we don't change our food, if we don't change our dialogue, if we don't change our conversation. So after... I taught that information, and now stands the reason to say, well, we have to lay the foundation down for culture. That's what we have to do. So my purpose for this debate is to show people the significance of culture because we might still think it's safe to eat foods that are more conducive for other races than it is for us because, after all, it is just a potato. What harm could it do? You see what I'm saying? Or to listen to music that has been changed, the frequency and the speed has been changed from middle C onto A, which is way too fast for our race, which is only going to incite negativity in our race because that music and frequency. That frequency does not correspond with our DNA. So, but it does correspond with someone else's DNA, and that DNA may be in your gene pool, and most likely it is. 
And if it is, you are doing everything to precipitate the same wicked and weak mentality that wants to destroy you as opposed to stimulate that which is in you, the God in you. So what I'm talking about doing is a genetic colonic. And I got a DVD called Genetic Colonic, and that's what we need. We have to get this demon out of our blood. But the only way we're going to get this demon out of our blood is not just by uh, killing everybody that's right outside of you or banging on this beast, banging on this cracker. That's cool for people who don't read, write, and study. That's cool for people who like to respond to their low emotions. That's cool to people that are prey for articulate speakers that love to cater to your low emotions. But this is grown folk business I'm coming into this debate with. I'm a grown man. I'm 30 years old, just turned 30, and I got children. And I got to teach them something better than if you mad, just fight and kill people. You know, it, it's, it's a lot more deeper than that. Now, I'm not trying to teach over people's heads, but we're talking about revolution. And I'm down with revolution, but there must be a mental revolution first. And, and people are going to think that I'm on some BS when I break down sovereignty because I'm going to give them the incorporeal rendition of sovereignty. I'm going to work my way into the political sovereignty, and it's my right so long as I don't take the definition out of context. And sovereignty, in order for you to be sovereign, in order for you to be have total rulership and authority, you must have power or authority over self. So I don't want to hear no one tell me I don't have the right to control self, because if i got self-control, meaning I'm in control of my emotions. And what I mean by this, you're not in control if you got to use drugs as a vice to escape from your woes. That means that you are under what? The influence. And if you are under the influence, then you couldn't possibly be sovereign. Now, I know people say, man, you're taking that all way, but I'm going to show you through every, I'm going to show you through several dictionary references how people want to only be in a position where they have no power. Because the word sovereignty never alludes to the things that the black conscious community keeps telling me that it alludes to. And every time I ask somebody, please define the word for me and tell me where you're getting this from. You're getting this from your little silly dialogues where y'all are not reading and studying and y'all only talk amongst each other. You know what happens when a bunch of people that don't read and study use each other as references. You know what happens, right? Misinformation. And then when you get around somebody that is reading and studying, and you get around somebody that does qualify their time with research, and you get around somebody that does qualify their research with application, you think something's wrong with them. And you ostracize them and you alienate them. Because when y'all in y'all big groups and y'all circles, y'all give people the impression that the educated don't know what they're talking about. Because everything is a shoot them up, bang, bang. And this whole crap about we need military and this person got a military. I be hearing people say, man, well, I do a polite on the economics, but yo, I'm going to tell you something. If things hit the fan, I'm joining this brother. Really? You seen that brother have a fight before? Really? That's all it takes for you to join somebody? You know, talking like you want to fight and then a fight being presented to you live and direct is two different things. I don't lie to you. When I was young, I went through a situation where I said, man, when I go to school, I'm going to punch this dude in his face. Then when I went to school, I was like, damn, this nigga's a lot bigger than I thought. You know, my imagination took me somewhere I didn't need to be. When I went to school, I was like, yeah, I got to consider this shit. So... What I'm saying is, it's a lot easier to say, let's fight and kill somebody. And a lot of people may say it and actually mean it in their heart at that time. 
but we still don't know if these people will actually fight. And it stands to reason, as far as we know, they haven't been fighting. I don't want people to get upset with me. I'm not disrespect people. I'm not going in there to hurt people's feelings because that is not my forte. But I am going to go in there and I'm going to represent the fact that we can't be sovereign as a community unless the men get back in our households. Because this shit right here with the white man this, the white man that, and what you're going to do, you know, it's a shame. I got grown men praying on my downfall. I got grown men hoping that they hear scandal about one of my wives. I got grown men hoping that I lose my house so they can say, I told you that white man would take it. I got grown men hoping that I get incarcerated so they can say, I told you that sovereignty don't work. I got, it's a shame. You rooting on the white man showing forth his power more than you rooting on the black man sustaining the power that is evident and put right before you. We in a weird, very weird situation today. And that's why I have to go in there and I have to teach because I want our community to grow up. Because enough is enough now with this uh, this dialogue about uh, you see if you walk, let's see what that white man do to you. I mean, yo, we say y'all chant black power. But all y'all do is reconfirm to me that white folks got more power than us. How you chant black power and live in a world where every time someone black tries to do something, you want to forewarn them, be careful of the potential that the white man might do something. I need people to understand something in particular here. If we keep teaching people to watch your back for doing the righteous thing, you're inadvertently telling our people to do something weak and wicked mentally. Which is, it could be as simple as don't live up to your potential. You see, if you're going to keep scaring me about if I do the right thing, the white man going to come for me, and the only thing that we possibly can do right now is something suicidal. Like, you, you're asking me to go into a fight with spares and, and uh, spitballs. That's what you're asking me to do right now. There's a lot of things that we can do right now to put us in a better position. And for those people that are out there that constantly keep chanting military this, military that, Y'all need to understand something in particular about the military. The military gets funding from somewhere. I don't know where we get this information from that everything starts off with the military first. First you have military. Then you conquer. I don't know why we think like this. This is crazy, man. This is crazy. You don't have a military first. We got a group of black people who don't even love each other. How the hell are we going to establish a serious front? You can't organize a group of people that feel downtrodden or beaten up and feel like they have no resources. and have no, You're not going to be effective. You're effective when you get a group of people like that have something to fight. You can't have a group of lower-income blacks in our community organize and say, man, we tired of shit. Let's fight. And then you got another group of blacks that's making their money. Like, I don't even understand what y'all talking about. There's a disconnect there. And I'm not telling you if you have money, don't fight. I'm telling you that the people who really would fight, I know y'all, a lot of people may not agree, but the cats that really would fight are the people that's already making money, already have houses, already have something to give their children. When you start taking shit away from them illegitimately, they're ready to fight a whole lot more than people who feel like they don't have nothing to begin with. So that's why I said we need to create a doctrine that cares specifically to the individual where we get those individuals to become success. And as a collective, successive group or successful group, then we can start instilling some real conscious morale. 
because you can't have a group of people feeling like they're deprived. You can't have a group of people feeling like they have nothing to live for. You can't have a group of people feeling like they have no resources talking about, you know, let's go into this war. We can't go into no war for our resources. Have you watched the news lately? Don't you hear them talking about we're spending too much money on education and we're spending too little on education if we're spending uh, too much money on the military or, or war funding and everything? Listen to what they say. There's, there's no war without funding. Where are we getting this information from? We're just going to fight and kill people. This is immature thinking, man. And we need to grow up. We need to open up a newspaper sometimes. And I'm not saying everything in a newspaper is right. But shit, man, read some current events. You can't have a military without funding. You need funding. You need resources. So we have to have real conversations about investing in technology. If we're lacking in technology, what are we going to do? If we can't create the technology, what are we going to do? If the technology is not accessible, what are we going to do? Are we going to invest in energy or different forms of energy? Are we going to lead the new world in energy? You know, you got people like Mac or Apple battling Samsung on ridiculous levels over who's going to have the best phone. We're not even in the category. You feel me? You have Google competing with others over who's going to own the Internet. We're not even in the category, and it's not because of white supremacy 100%. It's because we are no longer even challenging ourselves to get into venues to learn this type of information so we can bring it back to our community and recreate the labs so we can start going back to work. No, we just want to sit here and believe we're going to inherit ancient Egyptian intellect. We just want to sit here. We don't want to read. We don't want to study. We just want to inherit the intellect of the ancient Egyptians and believe that this is enough for us to thrust ourselves into the next era of the next generation. And all around the board, all around the board, all people say is, you sound like you hate black people. That's because you're mad, man. That's because you're lazy, man. Because anybody with a clear mind, anybody with a bit of clairvoyance or or, a mediocre set of cognition will say, you know what, this is not the talks, this is not the workings of a man who hates his people. This is a man that's frustrated because his people are trying to pass the buck and find the laziest way out of a situation that warrants hard work and effort. Hard work and effort. Yeah, bro. Peace. Yeah, it's mine. Mine's right. He'll call back in. The brother said... You called the brother. Nah. The brother said you can't sit there, meditate in the lotus and... Expecting the motherfucking frequencies that was on the planet at the time that they built the pyramids to find you. (laughs) In time and space continuum. You understand me? Let me open this line back up. I'm sure he has something interesting to add on to that. Brother Polite, call up on the 347. Wait, well, you know, I've been in my household for quite some time. 
So I'm going to talk about fatherhood at the debate. And I know people are say, what they got to do with sovereignty? Because if you had a man in your house to discipline you, you wouldn't talk such foolishness. A man would have been like, man, get your education. Sit down there. Do your mathematics. Commit it to memory. Yo, you know how hard it is for a black man out here? He would have challenged the black man to make himself greater and not make weak excuses like, oh, this white man working so hard, he got to put on our neck. Man, ain't no white man got to put on our neck. If this is our so-called creation, how our creation get the best of us? I don't believe in these type of things. People tell me about things called white supremacy. I don't believe in those type of things. Don't get mad at me. It's a belief. I, I think it's an oxymoron to put white supremacy at the, in the same dialogue. I don't believe in this kind of stuff. How could they be, how could white supremacy be real? People say, man, well, look at the educational institutions. It's we the, we the ones that fund it. Well, look look at the uh, drug companies, but we the ones on the drug stuff. Well, look at look at the, the prison rate, but we the ones killing each other though. It's like don't I mean not just don't tell me everybody who went to prison don't belong in prison or at least separated from society because they're mischievous like hell. Don't tell me this. You know, if you're mad that white people have a big role to play in the prison system and you don't trust them, I can understand what you're saying. But if you're going to act like Negroes who kill Negroes, shouldn't it be separated from the Negroes or the blacks that don't want to kill blacks? I'm like, yo, you're just being ridiculous now. You just got to be for real, man. We got to stop making excuses. And if Daddy was home, if Daddy was home, we would have talked like this. Because Daddy would have said, man, boy, don't ever let your wife hear you say Anything about that white man like his deity. Don't ever give your wife the impression that you cannot overcome what this white man throw at you because your woman will not respect you no more, son. She will not respect you, and she will go to other races and cater to them more. She will build his world more. She will work for him and send his children to school. You feel what I'm saying? Our women are building his reality. I can't even get mad at them because we haven't given her a reality other than the fact that this white man got something over us. We should be crazy. We should we should be talking to each other and saying, man, since when this shit became cool to openly speak about how someone is busting our ass. Like this and then we say we want to fight him. I mean, you give him so much confidence, he only gotta do is listen to a a, a black power rally. And hear how much niggas really afraid of him. We talk like we want to fight him. But you let somebody like Polite come by and say, man, let's make this money. And, and see how quick when these black power specialists jump to say, man, he's going to take your money, though. Oh, you'll see. What are you going to do when he gets your leg? You'll see. What are you going to do when he take your house? You'll see. What? Are you, it's like, yo, hold on. This is like the 2013 boogeyman. I don't believe in the boogeyman no more. He's not that powerful, and I don't believe in white supremacy because as last time I checked, for the poorest people in America, our dollar has the most spending power. Last time I checked, we were spending more money than everybody else. I don't even know if white people really have that much money because the statistics are in, and everybody knows black people spend more than everybody race. So I don't know if all the other races really have a damn dime. This shit can be all illusion to me. The people who are actually on... So the people actually confirmed for spending the most money are black people. Maybe everybody else is saving. But one thing's for sure, we're spending more. Now, you're going to tell me about white supremacy. But my thing is this. Show me something that they have been effective at as far as our destruction is concerned or their progression is concerned. Show me something that we don't play an integral role in. 
show me something, because we are the ones filling up all the jobs that help create his world. We are the ones that spend all this money on his schooling that send his children to school. We are the ones that invest in all his drugs that make him the best damn drug dealer in the world. So I'm trying to say this. If you took black people out of the equation, would there be such a thing as white supremacy? You see, I think white supremacy should be predicated upon white people empowering white people who want to overthrow the rest of the world. If, if a big part of white supremacy is the role that black people play to empower them, you're talking about black power misappropriated. You're not talking about white supremacy. You're talking about black power misappropriated. So I want someone to tell me something that white folks do in their splendor that doesn't entail the effort of black people. If you can give me that, then I'll believe in white supremacy. But until then, there ain't no such thing called white supremacy because you can't activate white supremacy without the fuel of black people's participation. And I ask you believe in white supremacy. Show me something that makes them supreme without using black people. Just show me. Then I'll bow out to it. I'll bow out. If you show me white people empowering white people, I'll bow out. But as it stands, we buying all the sneakers, we buying all the clothes, we buying all the drugs, we buying all the guns, we doing all this crazy shit. We we fill up the military. We win the wars for them. So how could it be a white supremacy? Oh, he'll come and take your land. He's using us to take people's land. You don't see how much of us enroll? He's using us to take other people's land. So is that black power? Is that white supremacy? Get it right, y'all. Because when you say white supremacy, you're subtly seducing yourselves. You're mentally seducing yourselves into the belief, the false conviction that white people have that much power. They don't have that much power. You need to realize the power that we have and the power that we've given to other races. That's what you need to realize. We've empowered the Hindus. We've empowered the Chinese. We've empowered the Caucasian. We've empowered the Russian. We've empowered the Polacks. We've empowered every single race. The black race is nothing more than a welfare check for every other race. And when we relent from participating African, in their shit, we'll African see something different. Say it again. The African from Africa benefited from the whole Rolex phase when niggas was going crazy, talking about throw your Rolls in the air. The dudes found the Rollies to tick on Fifth Avenue. <laughs> the answer is, because I'm perplexed. Like, somebody could come from a place where they don't have running water and they live in mud huts from straight to the United States. They're seven foot tall. They could set up on Fifth Avenue and sell Fendi bags, but you can't get your hustle on. One. Two, Train. they could come and pick you up in a cab and take you anywhere in New York City before GPS was out, and they know blocks in the Bronx that you haven't even seen in your life yet, and you lived in New York for 30 years. Real Can you talk. explain that to me about my African brothers? I don't believe in the white. I'm not believing it. Can't give me the believe in it. Come on, eyes are truly open. And that's why I said, man, you let the white man off the hook. If the white man could solve my problems, I'd be talking to him and bitching and complaining to him. I'm bitching and complaining to my people. Because those are the only people that can solve my problems right now. As it relates to us being a race, as a race, white people ain't even in, our, in the equation, man. It's us that got to talk to us. We don't want us that need to go into dialogue with each other. So I'm not letting white people off the hook. But the shit is about it, I'm not letting black people off the hook. That's the problem. People take misinterpreting me not letting black people off the hook 
well, me catering to white folks. No, I'm just simply saying I don't have a dialogue for white people because anything that I say to them about our situation will come off as a complaint, which would be synonymous with me making a petition to them to lighten up on us. And I ain't asking them to lighten up on us. They can go harder. I hope they go fucking harder, man. I hope because I'm not a dude that's going to be broken down. I'm going to show that I'm a diamond in the rough. I'm going to show that like, you apply pressure to me. I'm going to come up, and I'm going to show other brothers that you could come up no matter how much pressure they apply to you. That's how we got to be as black men. Now, women don't respect us. Our children don't respect us because we soft, man. This bitching about the white man and his power, this white supremacy shit. Who does this white supremacy? And the school system, white supremacy. Man, you sound like a fucking clown. You don't even have to send your children to school. So what are you bitching about? Uh, oh, I'm going to have to study then. Then study. Ain't you the one that built the pyramids and you the founder of math and science and ain't you the uh, original man and cream of the universe and all this other shit that you talk? Now when it comes to homeschooling your child past second grade, you bitching up? I'm like, come on, man. And this is why I be mad. And people say, man, what are you upset about black people for? Because they full of shit. Niggas in this conscious community is full of shit. So when I go in, when I go in there in the lecture, I'm talking to my sons. I'm not playing around. Because these are my sons. I'm going in there to talk to my sons. Because they need to have a father discipline them. They need a father to scold them. And I'm not saying this to be disrespectful. I'm saying that we've reduced ourselves to children because we call ourselves minorities. And in the Black's Laws Dictionary, Okay, a minority is one who is mentally incompetent, one who can't make decisions on their own accord. But we got black people today saying that they're minorities. So when I say that I'm going to talk to my sons, I'm saying it in legal context because many of you believe that you're minorities. Now, you look up a legal dictionary and see how they duped you into calling yourself something that traditionally you would not call yourself. But you know what? We like to use words and terms that we think we know, and that's been the biggest game used against us forever, the language. Using words that we think we understand, and it works against us every time. And every time it works against us, we still don't want to come out of the bad situation with substance, with abundance, and say, you know what, i got to change my, my disposition. I'm going in there, I'm going to be talking about nationality. I'm going to be talking about status, okay? I'm going to be talking about referendums, memorandums, lobbying. I'm going to be talking about all the things that make Negroes mad because they're going to say, man, you believe if you work in the white man's system, you can get out? You believe? I'm like, Negro, do you got a job? Because the average nigga saying that to me got a job. So I want to know, do you believe him working a job while being black conscious is going to help him out? Why don't you quit your job, nigga? You know what I'm saying? Don't talk to me. Talk down to me because I got a plan of action. Because what you really fail to realize is every race has to rely on every race on planet Earth for something. Our problem is we don't produce enough to be relied upon by other races. We just consume. Every race has to patronize the other race. Every race at one point or the other has to employ the other race. Such is life. Get over it. And for all the people to say that, well, we ain't got no black faces on our dollar. There's plenty of African countries that I know damn well you don't want to live in that got African faces on their currency. So, niggas, stop that shit. Stop it. Stop the bullshit, man. And that's what I'm going into saying, man. You don't want to be in some of these African countries, man. They got female circumcisions going on. Any any purported truth that your, your wife snuck around, she be buried in the sand with rocks thrown at her head, y'all act like y'all want to go to Africa. Wait till you see a group of cats with uh, big lips or, or giant ears or shooks or scars on their face. You think you're going to run from America, then solve your problems. You think you're going to go to Africa and niggas going to receive you? You a nigga running from the white man as far as they're concerned. 
fuck out of here. And that same white man is the one that gave them a peanut butter and jelly sandwich straight off a helicopter when their stomach was touching their back. And all you want to do is go over there and teach Africans about African history that they never heard of. Because that's another thing black people in America don't realize. Our African story and their African story is totally different. In Africa, they know they enslaved each other by the millions. Over here in America, we think only white people did this shit. In Africa, they actually know the bullshit that they, per- that they perpetrated against us. Yeah, we got two different stories. We, yo, Americans, African Americans, actually teach a different rendition of African history. You go over there in Africa, they be looking at us like, I don't know where the fuck y'all learn most of that shit from. Y'all teachers be coming over here taking pictures next to pyramids and going over there selling y'all some shit. That ain't how our culture work over here. And y'all go over there and you try it. You go over there and think it, that they ain't on any tribal shit. You think this blood crypt shit or some shit? You think the blood crypt shit go crazy? You need to go over there on the tribal level. That's the... So we got this whole thing twisted because we don't travel enough. So you think you're going to run from America? We talk pan-Africanistic, global freedom. You're still calling yourself Africans? What part of Africa? You see what I'm saying? Uh, uh, a white man would say, I'm from France. You know, uh, in this part of France. A white man would say, yo, I'm Polish. A white man would say, I'm Swedish. We say we're African. We the whole fucking continent, for real? What part of Africa are you from? That's a good question. Then we're going to be duped. Now we're going to be like, oh, shit, that's a damn good question. We can say we have to get it. Good part of Africa. But I, I know what people want to do, too. They want to they wanna use history and maybe claim themselves as Mars. No problem. If it works for you legally, knock yourself out. But who are you really, man? And I know people are going to get mad about that situation. Well, all of us in America are not Mars. Let's stop bullshitting. All of us ain't fit in Morocco, man. We call ourselves Moorish, they call themselves Moroccan. There's something totally different going on here. And we're not really realizing what's taking place. And I'm not trying to snatch the Moorish paradigm from everybody. If you want to claim as, claim yourself as a Moor, knock yourself out. Literally, literally knock yourself out. I'm not, I'm not trying to get into that kind of debate. I'm just saying every black man and woman in America is not from Morocco. You know, okay? And every black man and woman in America doesn't necessarily have a connection with Morocco, with the Moors. And other people that and that's some ignorant shit. Oh, yeah, we Moors. Listen, if you want to use it for political status or whatever, what have you, you knock yourself out. And if it works, more power to you. But that shit don't solve the confusion going on in our community right about now. Because you guys, we, we, we over here really don't know our identity. Like, we on the planet right now. And if you look at an African-American feature, uh, phenotype, it's kind of hard to tell who the hell he is. Like, you go in other places around the world where there's black people, and they can tell just by looking at people's knees, their, their cheek structure, their nose, their eyes, their height. They can look at their feet and say, man, I can tell what tribe you're from. They don't need no birth certificate. They don't need no social security. They don't need to go downtown Brooklyn and find out who they was related to, get a wrong birth certificate, and order it in the mail. They can just look at each other and tell. For us, we lost, man. We can't even look at each other here in America and understand where we may come from just by looking at each other's features. We are lost. So we have to reestablish this construct again. Let me state something, right? Because you come from a particular part of Brooklyn that has a phenotype. So yes. I knew That's a Brownsville true. nigga when I seen one. I knew a Franklin Avenue nigga when I seen one. I knew a Westside <laughs> nigga when I seen one. When you come to California, they got South Central niggas. They have phenotypes that sure. are regional to fit people's particular neighborhood, their whole tribe, you know what I'm saying, their region. I so, agree. So, but, you know, I also see traces of those phenotypes, like the Mississippi Negro, you know, phenotype, 
sometimes kind of the Louisiana. You can see it in the California because that's where the people come from. But when they get in these particular areas, they have specific resonance that, that shape who they are and how they look. Like a Harlem dude, there's certain areas in Harlem that have different phenotypes, but it's straight phenotypes. You won't see a Negro looking like that nowhere else on the planet. Real talk. But you know, the interesting part about what I have to do at this debate is to wake people up. All black people are not going to join this thing called pan-Africanism, no matter how hard you try. So just cut it out with this whole, we are, we are unite all the black people and we going to cut it out, man. You just sound crazy, man. Deal with people who are on the same accord as you, and let's build something up. And you see, when we talk about nation building, we're talking about providing programs and services. That's how you build a nation. You don't build a nation predicated upon people's lower emotions and what they're upset about. And I'll say this again, and i say it in a different way. If I was in Haiti, and I know, damn, there's no health insurance, there's no social insurance, and then I want to visit in America, and I say, man, this Medicaid ain't that bad. Hey, America is mad about it, but shit, there's way more than I get in Haiti. You know what that compelled me to do as a Haitian? I'm going to get naturalized as a citizen over here. I got the right to change my nationality. This is true. So what happens is, I want to say I want to become American, not because a group of Haitians is upset about the oppression in Haiti. No, the main goal is this. Someone has a better situation for me, I'm going to join y'all group over here. You know what? It's, it's easier to get jobs over here than it is in Puerto Rico. So you know what? I'm going to leave Puerto Rico. I love it. I'm going to go back home. I'm going to visit. I'm going to send some barrels back. But uh, I'm getting naturalized over here. I want to become an American because they got programs and services that are more beneficial to me, and I like their politics. I like what they are projecting. I like what they advertise. I'm not saying that it's accurate. I'm not saying that America doesn't force advertise, but I'm saying they sell the hell out of that land of the free. They sell that American dream and the potential of you getting a house and a car, and you just competing with other people in the capitalistic system. They sell the shit out of that, and you know what? That package is so fly, they don't sell you palm trees and shit. They don't really sell you that. They sell you opportunities that they know damn well there's places in the world and people just get a hold of them or some American store, they ain't going to want to leave. And people change their nationality on the strip. They change their nationality on the strip knowing that America has programs and services that are so profound in contrast to what country they come from that they have no other recourse or action but to take but to say, man, I will visit y'all maybe again but I'm staying over here. And this is why you got people in this country right now that's like, look, um, I ain't been back home in eight years, but they ain't really too tight about it. But they're sending battles back to mom and dad, but they're like, I ain't been back there in eight years. And you know what? I ain't really trying to go back there in no time soon, but I'm going to help out my family that's over there. Hopefully they come over here too. So the education standard might be better. So they stay here. So people say, man, what you doing? You trying to sell people in America? No, I'm asking people to walk with me and listen to what I'm saying. You're talking about nation building. What we're going to have to Hold do on. as a people is produce products again and services as a community. That's what we have to do. I want to, um, Brother Polite, I want to share just two things with you while you're building on that subject. Um, two very interesting, um, you know, pieces of information that just came my way. Before uh, you do that, we do with the family. We have five minutes remaining to the live call. I do see hands up in the call. Callers, we will be getting to you. Family that wants to participate yeah. and go with us, 
past the live stream. Call in now at 347-637-2135. Call in now at 347-637-2135. Peace. Continue. Yeah, we got our brother um, Diallo Sekou from the uh, the brother who came on with the um, Summit of the Moors in the call queue as well. Brother, we're going to get to you in a minute when we open up our lines. I just want to share these two very interesting pieces of information. Um, like the Brother Polite was talking about our brothers and sisters, our brethren from the third world who come over to America and the family doesn't understand, well, I don't think they comprehend the conditions that these people are coming from and why they are, quote-unquote, on their proverbial grind and they don't spend any time trying to deal with the issues that you are coming up with in your mind because where they come from, the issues that you're complaining about and saying that's holding you back, they come from places that have real issues, okay? Now, I want to read a chart about the minimum wages around the world. Australia is at the top of the chart with $16.88 as their minimum wage. France is directly under that with $12.00. Don't try to go get deported to France, family, because y'all speak, you know, because y'all be a, because <laughs> you use you, y'all speak a little bit of French. The United States is on the charts with $7.25. But as you go down the chart, we see in Mexico, our brothers, you know, our brothers who I'm very much impressed with, the Mexicans who are on their grizzly in America, you know what I mean? They, they, they run America right now, and, um, you know, especially in places, quote, unquote, that are referred to as Ghetto USA. They operate stores. They'll cut your lawn. You know, they they even were known to come in and, and undercut brothers and sisters who are doing the you know the uh, the blue collar jobs and whatnot. Their minimum wage is sixty six cents. So when they cross the border and come and work for two dollars an hour, there's a reason for that. Okay, sixty six cents is what they're being paid an hour in Mexico. Philippines is sixty one cents. Afghanistan is fifty seven cents. India is twenty eight cents and Sierra Leone is three cents, family. That's their minimum wage. So they don't want to hear about the white man this and the white man that because this is the proverbial land of milk and honey for them. don't know, you know what I mean, like, they, they frown upon you because they say that you're complaining and you're lazy and you don't know what you're talking about because they make this thing work for them. They know that it's a system. And they, they don't approach this with emotionalism because that little $2 or $3 an hour, if they ante up, they can send barrels back to their to they nation and they'll be the man. They say that's just what they That's what it is. That's what it is. And and I also, because we're talking about what's going on in terms of the agenda, okay, and the agenda is being put forth against our people because the propaganda campaign is coming, you know, in, in case people haven't seen what's going on out there, um, you know, they're they lining people up, you know what I'm saying? They're lining people up. And for for uh, brothers and sisters that are out here trying to succeed, to feed their families and trying to push agendas and help their organizations, you don't need this heat. I'm going to read an article that I just got from Fox News about our good brother, the irritated genie. 
okay? This is front line on the Fox News. Department of Homeland Security employee spends spare time promoting race wars against whites. Right? I didn't even know the brother worked for the, I don't know if he works for the Department of Homeland, but that's not a place to work at if you are <laughs> doing what you do. The article reads, the Department of Homeland Security manager in charge of buying weapons and ammunition for the government is, on the side, running an inflammatory website that throws around gay slurs and advocates the mass murder of whites and the ethnic cleansing of Uncle Tom race traders, according to the Poverty Law Center. Ayo Kamiti, who calls himself the Irritated Genie, told his supervisor that the website was set up to sell concert and lecture videos. But the report showed the site's content strayed far beyond concert promotion, warning about coming race wars. His website, War on the Horizon, declares, in order for black people to survive the 21st century, we are going to have to kill a lot of whites, more than our Christian hearts can possibly count. I'm going to just end it right there, okay? Because, you know, the brother's a powerful speaker. I've watched some of his lectures. But we're just talking about the propaganda that's going on right now. We're talking about the lineup that they're trying to, you know, that they're trying to create. So, you know, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's very interesting, you know. But, um. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. You know, we're just going to, we, we, you know, we're going to continue the conversation, but we definitely got to get to some callers, uh, Brother Polite. We got hands up. Go ahead, my brother. That's some good stuff that you came up with. Always professional. Always adding to the content. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. I hope. Um, so let's go to some callers. Uh, we're going to go ahead and open up the line. First and foremost, for the brother, stay cool. I want my brother, uh, my, my Moorish brother, who just had a, an event called the Summit of the Moors, just give us a, small, a recap about what took place. So I believe our brother's on a 706 uh, call. Brother from the 706-284, peace and welcome to No Less Radio. Peace, family. Thank you for having me. Indeed. Peace, is this uh, our brother Diallo? <clears throat> yeah, this is Diallo Sakul. Peace, God. How are you? All is well, man. Let me say this. Indeed. Let me say my, my mode of thinking about the summit is uh, I generally don't like to reflect on the event because it happened. And it's not really about what took place, but the work that's taking place afterwards. You know what I mean? Because, uh, you know, we promoted for months and months for the event, for folks to show up, to be a part of it. And then, you know, after that, it's, you know, continue the efforts that we're doing collectively. But, you know, what we touched on, we had uh, the brother Inky. He came and spoke on the genetic aspect and uh, the importance of the DNA in certain foods. And this was my first time seeing him speak live, which is which is powerful. Uh, we had brother Earl, um, brother Earl Mitchell, who came and uh, was the first time he spoke publicly, and first time the public got to see his published book about the faces in in the streets of Washington D.C. A SAR and a set. Uh, he broke down about the crook and the veil that's in the streets, the eyes, uh, <laughs> the primordial waters the utilization of uh, the powers that the Europeans used to, to home in on the streets. In other words, they they wished in that 10-square-mile radius that how how ancient commit lasted, that Washington D would last. You understand what I'm saying in a nutshell? But you got to go online and watch it. I don't, 
it it was dope. Uh, we had abundance. Yeah. Uh, we had the brother Tahaka L. We had uh, Sundiata. Uh, we had the brother uh, brother Most um, uh, to demonstrate the um, the solar solar self defense system that he created and founded. And all these are principles in dealing with the enclaves that we're trying to create and uh, basically the financial sector. It's all in, it's all in line with what everybody's doing. It's just a matter of collectively doing it and not individually doing it. We can't, we can't, uh, we can compete, but individually, collectively, we can compete internationally when there's a group of power. I mean, you know, and I, the two books that I mainly ask people to take a look at is Dr. Clark, not Dr. Claude Anderson book, but um, Dr. Amos Wilson Blueprint for Black Power, Moral, Political, and Economic Imperative for the 21st Century. That book is about, you know, three three inches thick. And the other book, one of my favorite books, is um, The Destruction of Black Civilization. That book was written in 87, which had a plan, a plan that actually worked, a financial plan, the same as Dr. Amos Wilson's book, which had in there called The Master Plan, which also he referred to. And then Dr. Claude Anderson came out in uh mid-2000 with his book called Powernomics, would also had the exact same plan. There's a reason why. Because, you know, the further we go back with Negroes in North America, we see that before Jim Crow that we had no option to spend with other people. We had no other choice other than to spend with us and the dollar rotated. We had we didn't have political... We didn't have the political influence that we wanted, but it was collectively, financially... Uh, we have things that were inheritable. So that's what we're looking at today. So um, we initially look at three things, food, clothing, and shelter. Whether we control, we don't control any of it. So we come in with the farm aspect inside the city and inside the rural areas. So with the food, with the farm, more as Eastside Farms, you now begin to say you're inside of the game of controlling the food supply, your own food supply. And there are many things that take place on the farm. There's education, there's empowerment. There's therapeutic things going on. We're not dealing with GMO foods. Uh, we're dealing with strictly organic, and not only just organic things, but the foods that are best enhanced the melanated people. So now we're looking at that area, that area that is, and it's all strictly, it's, there's a strategy tour. You want to go into an area that's um, predominantly us. We know the habits, the spending habits. And the real estate is probably uh, on the low end. And we go in and we basically just revamp it. And we put the people in the houses that are like-minded. Uh, we hold the money. We hold a bank, in other words. If they, if they can't hold it, if they can't afford the mortgage or whatever, we, we make it affordable so that the families can get in those homes. We bring in the credit unions. We bring in the banks. That's all owned by the group. We ain't going to be able to do anything unless we go where the money's at. And uh, the banking system is where it's at. You know, a lot of people complain about the banks and how evil they are, the courtrooms, how evil they are. And, you know, I've, I've learned that this saying is across the board. When you don't know anything, you become a victim of it. The same way we became a victim of the laws, um, economics, any, and any other thing that our people are victims of outside of the the prejudice that exists inside these particular uh, systems. So that's it in a nutshell. 
January 10th through the 12th is twice a year. You know, we want to have a consistent presence, and uh, they are evolving, and, you know, eventually be more than, not just more than, not twice a year, but eventually be winding down to something else. But right now it'll be twice a year, January and August. Indeed, indeed. Salute to that. And it's, um, it's always free. There's no cost. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. When when you do have any other events, you already know that the platform is open up for you. You know what I'm saying? You are definitely Appreciate welcome. Know the Ledge Radio. And um, when we expand and we make this thing visual, you're also welcome on that platform as well. I ran across um, an article today dealing with the um, the Detroit region and, um, you know, the the, the, uh, the conditions in Detroit. And the article, I want to send Brother Polite. I, I think I did send Brother Polite the article on Facebook. And it said that uh, Detroit will pay you to take one of their 100 abandoned, abandoned homes. Mm-hmm. So they have a program that's offering $150,000 in housing renovation money and they're requiring only a thousand down to like to police officers and city officials and um and for college graduates they're offering twenty five hundred dollars to rent and twenty thousand in forgivable loans to buy properties and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. you know, they're basically doing what we uh saw in Harlem in the eighties, you know what I mean, when they were doing the um H U D uh mm-hmm. Dollar Brown homes that are worth four million now. You know what I'm saying? For those of us who could think long range and long long term, um, they're basically putting it out there and, and the possibilities are endless. I just want to share that which I don't know, you know, just want to put Appreciate that. Appreciate that. That's that's an opportunity. That's just another opportunity for folks that's ready to make a move collectively to do we can literally go in that Bible Street, take that street, block that street off and build from there, just spawn from one particular area. You get three houses in one area, you become the predominant uh, factor in that area. And you make that change. Yeah. So anybody want to get Somebody. with me, man, get with me. I'll I put my money up. <laughs> Take it back to the group, to the people in the Moors Equity Group, the, the people that was at the summit. I, you know, I already told them we should have been Detroit. There's a few other cities that's on that same edge of becoming bankrupt or just desolate. We don't... Even even if the entire city is desolate, we have desolate areas where our people exist, and we can go in and bring about the change that we need to do. We we can create jobs, we can create ownership, we can create food supply by doing it collectively, and you can do it literally overnight. See, my money, my money's good, but it'll take a little longer. But if I got your money, polite money, the people that's listening money to group, and we say, okay, here here's a group. Just look at ourselves like a hedge firm. We don't want to. I don't personally want to create a nation. I want to create particular atmospheres, too, so that our children can thrive and be able to run businesses. They go, you know, they can walk around and they can go and collect the rent, or they can go play with the people. Uh, like you know, the example I always give: if we all lived on the same block, my my kid got in trouble. You can beat his ass before I get home. Uh, somebody else beat his ass before he get to my house. You get home and get another ass whooping because you know who everybody's their family. We're going to make Indeed. sure that no one gets out of you, you understand what I'm saying? So and, um, in order for that to exist, we have to create that atmosphere. Exactly. And somebody left on my Facebook page that a friend of theirs or a comrade of theirs um, purchased 
they they purchased a purchased a block for two thousand dollars in Detroit, U.S. dollars. Okay, you said I have some friends that just bought a block for two thousand dollars. So, brother polite talks about the need and the importance for economists and things of that nature. So we need those of us amongst us that are economically proficient to begin to sit at the table with different groups and different individuals so we could create what is known as a consortium, you know what I mean, an equity group. There's some of us that have good credit. There's some of us amongst us that fix credit. There there are brilliant moors out there. I mean, I'm in a, um I'm I'm being trained right now by some intelligent Morris brothers who was they 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 were being um drained of their of their of their energy and their life force fighting parking tickets. You know what I'm saying? Like doing bullshit. <laughs> right, right, right. Now real talk. They were they were being they were being uh, a vampire. So we got to get our brothers and sisters that are geniuses, but they're being utilized for the wrong thing and start thinking the way that you're thinking, the way that Polite is thinking, the way that those of us who are going to be the ones who are going to create the future, we have to come together and sit at the table. We don't even need a table anymore. These these uh, Europeans or whatever, these Indians, these Asians, I, I can, you can't even term a, a, a race to who's creating technology within the age of technology. So we just say that the people who are obeying the laws of the age of technology are creating things like Google Hangout. You know what I mean? Webinars. You don't have mm-hmm. to even get on the bus or the plane and, and spend uh, uh, um, traveling large. You could do it online. Right. You, you know, we had a... Not to cut you off, we had a we had a meet and greet Friday, and I wanted the people to come out and they can actually see what people put their money to from January. Because people keep thinking it was last year, but it was January that yeah. we put this we put this thing together. Yeah. And to look at the area, we you know we we have to have a, it has to be a paradigm shift. The, the changing has to change, and you know I realize that. Everybody ain't going to change. And so what we got to do is we just got to go ahead and do it ourselves. You know, you have to build a bandwagon and circle it and then let the people in you want to let in. Everybody's not going to not. It ain't for everybody. Somebody got to stay out and buy whatever whatever it is we're going to manufacture. <laughs> you understand? So, like, oh, I even forgot to mention my brother Shem L. out of North Carolina, man. He bought the alkaline water. And uh, that's also another opportunity for people that want to uh, become a distributor of this particular water that they're getting out of the, uh, the North Carolina Tamaray 2 project. Yeah, but, I'm uh, trying to link. I'm looking to link with that, brother. It's it's important because that neighborhood, just like any neighborhood in the country, a house that had the brother come up who did the, did the numbers on the houses, one house, 2,100 square feet, another house, a small house, like 6,000. You take about you take a house of six thousand square feet. That's basically a crack house. The roof and four walls. Structure those. You gut it out. You make it a manufactured warehouse. Boom. So all these people that make oils, soaps, incense. You take a couple of brothers here who are not working or sisters who need work. You, you create an assembly line, and you you compound a particular small products from the small entrepreneurs, and you manufacture it. Say for example, we get another house. You know the ladies need T-shirts made. Well, guess what? We're uh-huh. not going to the manufacturing T-shirt business. We ship out from that particular area. If we have right. by by January, we should have at least twenty-five farms up around the country. Those twenty-five farms are now not only are you owning property, 
but you're also producing a product. Not only are you producing a product and own properties, but you also have a built-in distribution center. You see what I'm saying? So right. if we have 20 different locations, we have 20 different areas that we can distribute whatever it is we want to distribute until we start building or, or revamping the facilities to put in the healthy grocery store. Uh, when we bring in the the, uh, the credit unions, where everyone can have, a, everyone can be an owner and part of. So that's 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 to me the only way I can see it working. Indeed, I mean we all speak in the same language. So what we need to do is continue these conversations, and you know just actualize these ideas. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the that's what comedy. Right. You know, early in the program, we had the brother Ra Koo on, and he spoke about this grand sextile energy that's coming forth on August 25th, Sunday and Monday, 25th and the 26th. And this planetary energy is about aiding and assisting, you know, these particular plans to come into fruition at this particular time, running through a a checklist to make sure that we have these different things in order so the energy can flow freely, mm-hmm. you know, and you're already in the process of doing, you know what I'm saying, you brothers have, brothers and sisters have sat and met and not only have voice and intent, but have moved forth on it, so it's already processed motion, you know, just make sure that you go through that checklist this weekend and be crystal clear about the level of manifestation that you're talking about coming this January and early next year when, you know, this energy actually materializes on this plane. So we definitely want to commend you for doing the good work, you know what I'm saying, the work that's necessary, the most is most necessary and needs to be done. And, you know, in many ways, I can already see it in my mind's eye, you know, we're all going to link these particular agendas up. And this is how we win, you know what I'm saying? Preparation during key moments in time. You have some uh, information for me? In regards to... Were you in my... Huh? Uh, it just feel T. More land. <laughs> oh, no, in this fall. Yeah, I got to okay. get you the sister's info, uh, Nova Keith. I'm going to inbox you her number. Okay. Still got that for you. I still want you to get in contact with the brother Terrence Miller, who has a C-Bank out of Atlanta. I believe you said your partner was in contact with him, correct? Yeah, Sundiata was supposed to make that trip down there, man, yeah. but uh, right. the scheduling got crazy right before the summit. Uh, that's the brother okay. that has the, also has the Aboriginal Seeds. Yes, the Aboriginal and, uh, Seeds. Yeah, right now we're at the we're at the edge where he's we're gonna part of that's gonna become part of the Morris East Side Farm. We're gonna okay. you know we we're in conjunction with that and uh, there's a sister who wants to give us uh, seven acres out there in Kanye's. But with that we're gonna do uh, they're getting ready to do uh, wine country in Georgia. So we're gonna tie uh, into that that demonstration. Yeah. I'm not religious, man. Yeah, I'm in Houston, Texas. I got a, a young brother who got a city yeah, yeah, yeah. 
got he got acres, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, I know this is yeah, this, there's some people sitting on oil out here, real talk, you know what I mean? Like I never seen, uh, you know, this out yet, you know, just to put it uh, bluntly. Yeah. So um, yeah. I got I got that I got I got Miami for you in October. There's a uh, Miami Shores. There's gonna be a farmers market, a whole big green thing going on. I'm gonna send you the information on Facebook. So things are moving, but real talk is about this network. You know what I mean? Like, I love doing a show. I love, you know, the Tuesday and Friday things. But, you know, sometimes we hear from our brothers, you know, every three months, every four months on a Tuesday and Friday. That's mm. not sufficient when it comes to building. We have to come together more so even if it's via the Internet, like I said, in these webinars and these web conferences on a weekly basis or a biweekly basis as a consortium, as a group, and share, as a think tank, share some information, share concepts. You know, some of, we got brothers out here. Go ahead, ahead, set that up, and let's go ahead and put our agendas together. Let's see what we can put our agendas together. Indeed, brother, no doubt. So it's been wonderful building with you. Um, if you got anything that you want to share with the family in terms of contacts, website, or ways to get in touch with you, feel free to leave it on, um, you know, in, in your in your information. Put it out there, and uh, we'll definitely get to you. Okay. Uh, you know, if anybody got any questions about the agenda and what we're already doing um, as a collective from the summit, you could just. It is up at summitofthemores.com. There's a you can email me from there, summitofthemores.com. No doubt, no doubt, indeed. You know what I'm saying. So once again, brother, salute. You know what I mean. And salute. we will be there in the very near future. Indeed. Thank you again. Indeed. Yes, sir. Peace. 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 All right, we're gonna go to the nine five four. Brother Polite, you still with us? Yes, I am, brother. Okay, brother. Yes, I am. We're going to go to the caller from the 954 um, Call from the 954-638. Hey, Peace. Welcome to Full Life Radio. Hey, Whoa, you can hey, hear me? Uh, yes, yes, you can. Hey, Lord, how are you? Just, I'm good. I'm good. I'm calling from Florida, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, from the Florida. What's really good. Okay. Yeah, just building yes, down here with the knowledge, you know. Yeah, I just was just appreciating. out there. Oh, yeah, what, what part? I was in Miami for two months, you know. Oh, wow, all right, that's what's up. Yeah, indeed. That's what's up, well, there's a lot of opportunities down here, you know, yes. so. But I'm just calling in just to, you know, just to, you know, add more to the cipher, and, you know, bless the energy, you know, let it go out and go forth. And, Indeed. you know, just, just you know, give strength, strength to everything that, you know, that I'm hearing. Because it feels good to be on a Friday night to listen to some knowledge instead of out shaking booty and drinking <laughs> and doing some stupidness. Oh, they get, they're getting ready. Yeah, they're getting ready. Oh, they're out, they out there. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. is getting ready to get out there. So, you know, yeah, you know. And honest to you, you know, for being in the in, in, in the building, you know what I mean, and being able to receive the light that the brothers are sharing, you know what I mean? 
So, you know. Yeah, most definitely. definitely. Yeah, yo, so y'all be blessed and keep building strong. You know, I'm out here building and, you know, may everything, you know, come together all at once. You feel me? Indeed. Yes, sir. Well, we'll we'll be back in that region very soon putting together uh, some events. So, you know, just stay stay with the radio show. You know what I mean? We on iTunes, or you can catch us in the archives and whatnot. You know, just okay. if you're on the social networks, you'll be able to, you know, you'll see on the Know the Ledge TV page on Facebook when we got something coming up. Question, do you have any um, direct questions that you wanted to ask Brother Polite? Um, hmm. I'm building with, you know, numbers and and knowledge dealing with, like, astrology and mathematics and I wanted to know what what's one book that can add add on to what I'm doing dealing with you know knowing the rhythms and the cycles of um you know how to move with my intuition and my third eye you know to understand cycles and rhythms and vibrations more Okay, I I would say I had a number of books that would be great, which would be Supreme Mathematics, Inception of the Vesica Pisces, uh, Resurrection or Reserve Erection. You Can't Have Your Pie and Eat a Tube of Pie, spelled P-I, and Solar Number Okay, okay, so, okay, those three right there. Yeah, I would say uh, You Can't Have Your Pie and Eat a Tube. Pi spell P I, uh, resurrection or reserved erection, and then you have supreme mathematics inception of the Vesica Pisces, and then okay. uh, of course you have solar numerology. Okay, so that's, that's four right there. Yeah, those ones encapsulate exactly what you was talking about. Okay, good, good, good. Because I'm building on some, you know, some deep knowledge, and um, I, I hear you. When you talk about, you know, your baby's born at home, I am just want to, you know, give the shout-out that, you know, I'm a 47-year-old brother. I was at some of the first mastermind groups with, you know, Brother Phil Valentine and when Bobby Hammett first got on the scene. Some of my seeds is like 21 years old right now. All my babies, all six of them was born at home, you know. And none of them never had no shots. Wow. You know, it's like. I had a little bookstore in New York City, Nostrand Avenue, and, you know, it's like my knowledge been dormant for a while. It's like I've been, you know, just getting a skill down here in Florida, you know. But y'all, like, resurrected me with, like, the doing this because I hear what you're doing with New Covenant, and it's like it's a breath of fresh air, brother. I mean... All the stuff that you're saying about we ain't got no right to be talking about white man this, white man that, we got We We call ourselves gods. God's right. showing food no matter right. how pressure, right. how much pressure is put on us. We That's look right. in the mirror and we are responsible. That's Period. Right. That's right. No excuses. God don't make no excuses. I can't make That's that right. because what? <laughs> we fooling ourselves. It's deep. It's deep on the level of, of, of I don't even I, I think I don't even understand it sometimes. You know, yeah. you say we I'm got power, 
I try to get the people back into a form of self hypnosis. Once we they once we diffuse the myth, the mythos that these guys have this much power and influence on our lives, and, and we believe that, how we can't pull nothing off. You know what I'm saying? Like even sure. if the shit was true, I don't want to believe the shit. I'm keeping it a hundred. I'm glad I don't feel it's true, but I'm going to tell you, if I believe this shit was true, I wouldn't even... People are like, yo, he's blind. He don't want to pay attention to this beast. I'm like, yeah, you damn right, because I cannot raise my children believing they don't have a chance. I got to put some exactly. shit in their chest and keep them believing in the fact that they're superheroes. They're born out their womb. Out the womb, they feel like they can put a cape on and jump off the couch. And then we come and start <laughs> messing up their mind. Word up, man. We start messing up their mind and giving them limitations and restrictions. When they was on the verge yeah. of doing something great, we started giving them fear. We induced fear in them. This has become a religion. And we know religion uses fear to incapacitate the masses. So I don't want to have that restriction. It took me some years to free myself from the fear of the white man. And I thought I was teaching about beating him up the whole time. I didn't know the real, I didn't realize until of late. That I was scared the whole time talking all this shit about what I was going to do to somebody that I used to have a job for. You know what I'm saying? It hurts yeah. when you like, yo, yeah. kill this cracker, and then you clocking in like six, seven hours later. You know what I'm saying? It hurts yeah. to live your life like that. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it can only make you go crazy, and it only can make you disillusioned, and it can only make you frustrated with people who don't deserve your frustration because you're living a lie. You know, and, and that's what we got to come to terms with. We got to stop living a lie, and we also have to realize. When how much is too much? You know, a rape picture here, a castration picture there, cool. But sometimes show me a positive picture of someone successful and black. And do it as consistently as you do the rapings and the lynchings because I start thinking to myself, what if a big part of COINTELPRO, what if if a big part of this thing that they call white supremacy is the reinforcement of the fact that they can always do it to us again? What if this is the secret to this whole shit here? You know what I'm saying? Because when you go into the white community, you don't see all these Illuminati DVDs being sold in their community. You don't see no one constantly striking fear in white people's hearts. You know what I'm saying? Like, in our community, someone's always scaring the hell out of us about something. You know know what I'm saying? It's it's deep, Brother Polite, because, you know, back in the day when I used to be a bookseller, I refused to sell those type of books because it's like... We started getting knowledge on the third eye and what our third eye was capable of and connecting to our basic instincts. So you have to be careful so, what you study. That's right. right. Yeah. Well, not the basic. Well, anyway, you know. But the instincts. You're right on point because with the third eye and the power of the third eye, we understand yeah. that we can materialize our conception. So if you take in too much information about how there's potential for you to be oppressed, you will create that in your universe. So we have to be very selective about what we internalize and how much of it we internalize as opposed to other things that we should also be assimilating. It's very important. Yeah. So, this, you know, we can't materialize our conception. And it stands That's the right. reason. I would dare to say that the reason why we're in this hellhole now is because we believe in this hellhole. And once we stop believing right. in this hellhole, we'll be out of this shit. 
I'm out the hellhole. I don't care. People be trying to, brother, we dying and we, we getting killed. And I'm like, I'm alive, brother, and I ain't dying no time soon. You know what I'm saying? And That's I ain't right. being killed personally. And you're starting That's to think right. that you're killed and you're starting to think that you're in prison. And I can understand on a metaphorical scale. But you got people actually speaking in a way where they believe that they're in prison right now and that they're dying and we're getting shot. I'm like, fam, you ain't getting shot. And you ain't around the people doing the shooting, so cut it out. You got to stop this craziness, yeah. man, because you're putting yourself yeah. somewhere you don't need to be, and you could be over here fighting to free the people who really are in these situations. You know, don't put yourself so, somewhere where you are not. Brother, well, I just want to, man, I just give thanks. I just give thanks to the voice that, you know, that that's rising up in you because it's real. I mean, I know it's real. You know, I just want to see a whole army of brothers, you know, speaking speaking to speak and walking to walk because this place will be free overnight. Peace, brothers and sisters out there, you know, one, Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. One. Yes, sir. Salute yeah. to God. All right. All right, we're going to go to the 816. Call it from the 816 Peace. 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 I just want to pay some respects to y'all brothers for dropping the wisdom that they're dropping, man. This is Daylon Carter from Kansas City, Missouri. And I just uh, yep. want to let y'all brothers know that uh, y'all got, some, got the support down here, too. Peace, um, Peace. Peace, brother. Peace to you. Peace to, peace to everybody out in Missouri as well. Yeah, man. Thank you. Do you uh do you have any questions that you want to direct? Yeah, uh, like I wanted to ask Brother Polite, um, as far as homeschooling, does he do he have a particular curriculum that he teaches or that he has available to teach? Uh, yeah. What we teach our children. What 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 I would is send me an email at youngphenom45 at gmail dot com. Young Phenom. 45, young, phenom, P-H-E-N-O-M, 45, the numbers, at gmail.com. I'll forward you uh, my wife's Anukets data so you can touch base with her because she spearheads the homeschool group, and she give you all the ins and outs, what curriculum that we use, and other curriculums outside of the ones we created that are very effective and very complementary so we can keep the children at the uh, required standards as well as our own standards. You know, our curriculum is, is predicated upon the standard we have in addition to what is expected of them based on social uh, constraints. But then at the same rate, th- then there are other curriculums that are that are very effective too. You have like K-12 is a very uh, good curriculum. It's a private online school curriculum that it serves as very complementary to what we give and what we have to offer because they have teachers online and things of that nature. But um, what we work real hard with the family to do is to make subscriptions to the curriculum that we've created because you're not going to get the Marcus Garvey data, you know, from no K-12. You know what I'm saying? That is more more rather other races that help put that together. And And it's very good to get our children on the required standard. But then we have our own standard, and we know that our children need to be educated faster in lesser time because 
we're not in a position to take our time learning. But at the same right. breath, you don't want to overwhelm your children. But we must realize the expedience of teaching. And like for instance, my 16-year-old daughter, she's out of school now from being homeschooled. She's done at age 16. She's done. Mm-hmm. And she's uh, going to Berkeley College because she wants to, to be an astrophysicist. All right. She's supposed to enroll two years from now. She says she wants to take a year and change off and uh, do some stuff in New Covenant. She liked the real estate and build her monies up and everything. But she's done with school at age 16. We got to get our children out of that situation as early as possible. And right. homeschooling provided that if she was in public school, she have another two years in high school, more or less, if she was in public school. I almost got her out at 15, but they wouldn't allow her to take the test. So um, we had to wait till she was 16. But nonetheless, we can make it happen. So I would implore that you touch base with us through youngfenom45 at gmail.com. Any other concerned parent that's out there, uh, I have a real nice and very effective approach towards teaching the children that speeds up their ability to evaluate arithmetic. Like, for instance, um, the left side of the brain, the cerebral left hemisphere, is made up of math, science, and language. Oh, and then the right cerebral hemisphere is made up of emotions and music and art and things of that nature. Well, it stands to reason if a child was having problems doing mathematics and that's on the left side of the brain, you could work on teaching them language and then trying to teach them two or three languages at the same exact time, you'd be inadvertently stimulating their math conscious and thus it masters for whatever reason starts becoming easier, but it's not by mere chances because those faculties are on the same side of the brain. So if you stimulate one, you're going to stimulate the other. But it goes into that kind of construct. So it's real effective. It goes into the psychology of learning and teaching your children outside as well. So it's not just information content that they have to commit to memory, but also mm-hmm. methodologies that you should employ that will speed up the learning process, having your children learn outside as opposed to in-house. And when the children do learn in-house, making sure you put up colorful pitches in-house. So if you have a wall that's just kind of like murky or, or grayish blue and it's kind of dull, just to stimulate the IQ, then we'll suggest to you an arrangement of colors to put on the wall that the mind picks up subconsciously because it stimulates IQ and thus we're responsive to that. So it's, it's a number of different things. Uh, eating a mango every evening, Haitian mango and eating an avocado every morning. Avocado every morning. Uh, when you look at the Chinese people, they're leading the world in technology, and is and they do have uh, IQ. That is something to brag about on planet Earth, and they accredit that to the omega three intake that they take in because they eat sushi every morning culturally. Well, we don't eat the sushi, but what we would do is uh, supplant that with an even higher, less compromised source of omega three that doesn't have mercury, which would be the avocado. And if a child eats an avocado every morning religiously. They're building brain cells. And if adults do it too, they're building brain cells. I just bought 25 avocados to load up on my child. Word up. I just came into town. It's the first thing I bought was 25 avocados because I keep my daughter. And my daughter speaks four languages, and she's seven years old. She was speaking four when she was four years old. You feel me? I'm, I'm working on her yeah. now to learn the Indua Susu that New Covenant has. I'm working with her on that. So she's learning that now. But it's no joke. And then the, the mango is high in magnesium and manganese. 
and this is for balancement and emotions. And it also has right. vitamin D in the skin, so you want them to eat the the skin, and that's real important because over ninety percent of a, of Americans is vitamin D deficient, and vitamin deficient. D right. is and when you're lacking in vitamin D, you're inconsistent in your emotions, and it's very hard to uh, maintain your attention span, and your immunity won't be as much as you need it to be, won't, won't perform at, at its best. This is from vitamin D deficiency. So you look at our race and you say, man, you know, why, why are we killing each other senselessly? It's because we're not getting enough sun because when we go to work, it's during sun hours. So you're probably getting up and, right. it's, and it's kind of dark outside. The sun's just coming up as you're going to work. And then when it's lunchtime, you probably work in the city, so the, the skyscrapers are blocking the sun. And then when you get off of work, it's dark. It's nighttime, and then when you hang out, you, you're hanging out during the club atmosphere where it's nighttime in the dark room, and then when you come out the club, it's still dark. And then you want to get in the house quick before the sun come out like a vampire because you don't want to really break day because then if the sun come out, then you want to stay awake, so you want to go home, go to sleep before the sun come out. So after a while, you don't get no sun, and that's the number one source of vitamin D. So what are we going to do at that point? Okay, so it, it goes into all those different uh, venues of information, and if you apply them, we guarantee you that as a parent, you will see a significant difference in the in the efficiency of the child's learning. And it, it makes you so proud because there's really nothing wrong with our children on average. It's, it's what we're lacking in and the lack of other parents communicating with other parents about their success and their pitfalls so we can right. come up with something more progressive. Okay. Yeah, good. Good. I'm also in the process of um, buying. I'm following your steps in buying um, real estate. I'm, uh, I've been to the auction Monday. I went to an auction. And I'm going to another auction on um, this coming Monday to purchase uh, four more properties. That's great. So, uh, yeah, and I really appreciate that information, bro. Oh, man, I'm glad that you executed, my brother. I'm glad. Glad you just uh, yeah. some of us. Three. I'm glad that you're just going out there and you're trying it out, doing your own due diligence. That's what this is all about. Yes. yes it was very successful for us last year, so we're real hooked. And at um, some point in time, we'd like to get you down here to do a testimony and just uh, for you to share your wisdom with the people here in Kansas City. we got a lot Kansas of young sisters that, are, um, that I'm also passing this information to that are ready to get into it. I'm with it. And any time that you are uh, ready or want to help facilitate my coming, and this goes to everybody else that's online, you can always call 347-433-0153. That is uh, the lecture venues line for people that want to do booking. They will call 347-433-0153. And you, I would always suggest text first the subject matter, and then call right right after. Okay. And also, I want to remind people that we have that debate going on this Sunday, the great debate amongst good friend of mine, attorney Malik Zul Shabazz, chairman of the new Black Panther Party, and, of course, myself, head of the Crown, illustrious Supreme Grand Apperception, Yusuf Amure, Senator culturally and affectionately known by my peers, as Brother Polite, 2033, 2033 Fifth Avenue, on the corner of 125th Street. That's the National Black Theater. Doors open at 3 o'clock this Sunday. 
get your advanced ticket, all your pay-per-view tickets online from 2012stores.com, 2012stores.com. And for those people out there saying, how come y'all just don't do it for free? Y'all got to talk to everybody else participating because I have to pay Malik as a speaker because I'm also the promoter for the event, one of the promoters. I pay. I have to pay Malik. I pay for the black theater, the whole thing, fifteen hundred dollars. I pay for the flyers, six hundred dollars. That's twenty one hundred dollars. Let a dude get some of his bread back. You're gonna get information. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't get mad at me. I'm paying the other speaker, Malik Zulshabaz. I'm paying for the venue. I paid for the flyers, and this is all my money. I did. No one went half with me. A quarter, ten percent, five percent. So. When the community comes after me, I say, come on, fam. What the community should do is everybody put up money so we can have free events for everybody. So I don't have to come out of my pocket. But until the community does that, show some love. Because at the end of the day, I may only balance it out. The only thing will put me over is books and food. And that's because I'm wise enough to do it like that. But the door may balance out. That's what it does most of the time. So you know what I'm saying? It's not hip-hop right here. And the only reason that I'm starting to see something on the door after everything's been paid for is because I'm consistent and I have different marketing stratagems and that's that's where it helps uh, take me to the level that I'm on. But even at the end of the day, uh, I compensate the brothers and sisters that participate in our community. So an extra two three $3,000 over after I make my money back, you know, that's also being used to compensate people participate in the program. And that's the main reason I'm doing the program as well so I could compensate brothers and sisters so they can have supplementary income because I'm doing pretty good where I'm at. But I always implore that people take into consideration when you start paying a dollar fifty per chair and you're getting 200 or 300 chairs and understanding that your money's going to go up to about $450 and when you're paying $1,500 for the venue and when you're paying 1500 or $2,000 for the speaker and when you're paying $600 for flyers. I always implore that people add these things up. These are not, you know, I don't know if they think that we're doing these things for free. And somebody was telling me, you know, I'm doing events at my store and I'm charging. And this nigga got nerve to come to Chicago with that. And I'm like, yo, you know, why don't y'all protest in front of Barnes and Nobles and tell them sell books for free? You know what I'm saying? Why are you getting at me? You know what I'm saying? Why you don't tell them sell books for free? Like, how come when I open up a bookstore slash headquarters, everything got to be free when I do it? Like, are you trying to make me fail? Because I'm not going to listen to you. I used to listen to people like this. I can't listen to you because it doesn't make no sense no more. You know, you should talk to the people selling those albums for $15 a pop, you know, that can afford to sell it for lesser. You know, you should talk to the liquor man in your community and tell him do something better. Talk to the Chinese man and tell him do something better. He's making millions of dollars off of those fried rice and wings. That's worth everything. So let's just be for real here. That's what I'm asking everybody. Just be for real. We don't got to be lame like this. You know, don't complain every time. Understand it does take money. And I didn't even talk about labor because labor is a funny word when we talk to black people about what I should get paid for my labor. You understand? That sounds ridiculous to black people. Like, yo, we actually should compensate people for labor. What is he talking about? So I'm not even going to go into labor. I'm talking about the things that actually register as what I'm being charged for. And those things right there, by the time I step into the event, I spent right. over $3,000. So let's be for right. real, people. Yes. Isn't it funny how the community won't allow you to factor in labor when <laughs> our whole 
situation in this country has been labor. You know what I'm saying? Right. But you tell a yeah, person, right. look, I'm paying myself because I'm not a slave to my company. I don't work for free. I'm paying myself based on the time and energy that I put into manufacturing, distributing, packaging. That's right. You got the right to price on your work ethic. And still you will sell yourself short because you're trying to give your people a service that they deserve. You're still selling yourself short at the end of the day because you're valuable because how much people are doing what you do in this community. And then if you were to pass, it would just be like, you know, ah, man, Brother Blue was good, man. He's a good dude. Yeah, hope Red keeps it going. Yeah. And that would be it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't mean to be pessimistic, but you you got a place in your heart where you can actually feel like that shit is true, that that will go down just like that. You know, and people love you. Bro, so I, mean, let's I wrote be for a real. poem about it. They're going to keep I wrote a poem about it. You understand? What's that? I said, I know it so much and I can see it. I wrote a poem about it. It was that oh. clear. Will you still be recognized in 10 years, let alone two? So who are your friends? Facebook. <laughs> I got five thousand friends. <laughs> oh, but, man. We live yeah. in a weird, ridiculous world now, but it's still beautiful. But, yeah, man, you don't, you know, you sell yourself short because you love your people. But at the end of the day, it hurts because the legacy is really up to you mostly. Because if you left it up to other people to help perpetuate the same, furthermore, most people would not even step up to the plate and take on the abuse. And when I say abuse, I mean, you got to get all sorts of accusations that you're an agent, that you're, uh, I'm pimping my wives, my wives are hypnotized, my wives write all my books for real, I don't write none of the books. It'd be a bunch of weird things that have to be said, and it's like, this is only because I'm doing something positive. You don't know the mental abuse you have to endure and how much years it takes before you can actually tolerate it. You know what I'm saying? Like, because when it first starts coming, you don't understand why people are mad at you. I was talking to a brother in Whole Foods today that bought property through the covenant for $50, okay? And and it's worth 30000 It's on YouTube. And he said, man, he, you know, he works in Whole Foods, this brother. He said, man, you know, cause he's still a newly found member. And he's like, People didn't believe him, so he went and he brought the deed to Whole Foods. Then when they saw the deed, they was like, well, you better be careful not to get locked up. And he's like, yo, so what? I purchased this property legally. You know what I'm saying? So I'm they just think saying somehow, the yeah, there's, there's a string they're going to pull and everything's going to fall apart. He's like, yo, it's crazy, I paperwork. like, I'm free, Toby. They just don't get it. <laughs> they don't get it, man. So it's a lot yeah. of mental strain that a lot of people get just for stepping up to the plate. And and the mind game is so ill that if you just start getting hit with it, you don't know where it's coming from and why it's coming at you. You know, in the Nuwapian community, we say, I'm trying to do my own thing. And I'm like, yo, that's true. What's wrong with that? You know, Doc did his own thing. He didn't do it exactly the way his teachers taught him. So it's this thing about I can't do my own thing. Why does that take on a negative connotation? So I say, yeah, I am doing my own thing. They take that shit into another context where it's going to undermine my teacher. I'm like, no, he taught me, so now I teach. I'm not him, I'm me. And so long as I remember that every day, I can do him uh, good in my representation of me. 
But if I be right. walking out here thinking I'm him, I'm lost. And then I'm going to do him a disservice for everything that he taught. You know, so you were taught, so now teach. So it's hard when you first start because your own people don't understand you. And those that do, those that truly do, they do it the worst to you. They do it the most to you because there's something in you that they see that is yet to transpire within themselves, which they wish they brought to the surface. So every time they see you, it's a constant reminder of their ineffectiveness. And rather than work with you to cultivate that or invoke that, instead they're provoked by your work ethic. And in turn, they figure no other recourse of action but to destroy you in the process if possible. If you would, if you would just will it or allow it, they will take you down. So I'm telling this to everybody on the radio. Separate this up. You understand? Separate yourself from people not the same direction as you because you'll learn the more successful you get. I did a class on success anxiety. The more successful you get, the more over anxious other other people grow around you. And these would be your best friends. These would be your siblings. This would be your mother. This could be your father. It's it's horrible, but it's success anxiety. And people are not really mad at you. They're uncomfortable with themselves. They're disappointed within themselves. And unfortunately, they're going to look at you looking like you're shoving your talent right in their face every day. Now, it starts off where they love you. And they say, man, I love that about this person because that's something I want to cultivate in me. But if they fail to execute an X amount of time, they grow impatient and thus in turn they become bitter with you, the person that is effective at what they have yet to manifest in this world. So it's a tough road because I've had to cut off good friends or friends that I thought or friends that formerly were good, but I must have outgrown them. You know, it's hard. But I want y'all to know not to take heed to the weird things and the allegations and the accusations that people make. It comes with success. And that's why you, you find that the most successful people are not necessarily alone, but they're not with nobody they grew up with. And it's always made out to be that they took some Illuminati oath. But be told they outgrew their friends and they just don't vibrate on the same frequency no more. And there comes a point in time if you so if you're really serious about your success, you have to move on and move away from the people that you outgrew because you shed people like skin. Same thing happens in relationships. Sometimes the brother or the sister becomes so evolved in information, so evolved that they have to cut the other partner loose. But sometimes we hold on to dead weight because it's like an appendage. It's like another arm. It's like another leg. We've been around these people for so long. It's like, damn, we might as well uh, keep them with us because we've grown so acclimated to having them around when we wake up or part of our, our customs or our ritual of life that we can't fathom how to leave them. So it's just real. So I just want everybody to stay strong and know that if you if you know you're on the right path when you start looking at people that you are best friends with, lovers with, and you have to take a do a double take and be like, yo, I'm going to have to cut you off. Because I don't even know how this happened. I don't even know when the disparity took place. I don't even know when I became so much more evolved than you. And I don't even know when you decided to hate everything that I do because now I'm more positive than I've ever been in my life. And now you're mad at me. It's a weird situation. I'm around it all the time with people I do right by. And then they just turn around and just start treating me in ways where I never understood before, but now I understand. A lot of us incarnated on this planet to bear witness. We are like the most highest attorneys. And what I mean by this is a lot of us have been put on this planet to perform acts of righteousness so we can be persecuted for it, to send people to hell. Because when the tape played back, they say, yo, 
This person came down and incarnated before you and showed you the right thing to do. They were your personal inspiration assigned to you. And what you did, you destroyed them. You deformed their name. You defiled their integrity, everything, uh, every esteem. A lot of us incarnated on this planet just to be persecuted for the righteous name's sake. And that's what it says, blessed is be persecuted for righteous name's sake. A lot of us were just brought down on this planet to do good so we can be chastised. And those who shall endure shall receive the crown of life. I ain't trying to make people spooky. I'm just telling you, on the real, your life is going to sum up to, if you, are, if you are trying your best to do right by yourself or right by your family, right by humanity, you're going to have nights where you'd be like, yo, what did, I deserve? What, what did I do to deserve this type of energy? I'm just over here being positive, and it seems like I'm more positive than I've ever been in my life, and I'm getting more negativity than I've ever got in my life. But don't question your creator on that one. I'm telling y'all the truth, man. If some of you incarnated for the purposes of being persecuted after righteous name's sake, just so you can send people to hell. Because now they can't say they didn't know because you are around. And they and the part of their spirit knows they can't get away with it no more because you did. So they want to get you as want you out their life as soon as possible. They want to do as much as they can do so you can cut them off. Do you know how it's righteous folks are? We sit here and keep you around because we don't want to let you go because we be worried about how you're going to live your life about us because we know damn well you're going to be on them streets. You're going to get yourself killed. So we don't cut you off. But they be doing everything in their power to be cut off, and we just won't cut them off. But I'm telling y'all, save yourselves the time and the anxiety. If you're not that attached, because attachment is some serious stuff. If you're not attached, don't get attached. Go on your path, because sometimes the spiritual path is a lonely path, but only momentarily. Indeed. And sometimes the silence is needed and necessary. So, you know, with that being said, you definitely have offered some pearls of wisdom on this magnificent night. Set the stage, you know, for what's going to be a powerful weekend, as always. Thank you for bringing forth the light, brother, for light. And, you know, in particularly what you were speaking about, that's that's what we talk about in regards to living life brand, understanding where you fit in this particular story that's being played out because we all have a celestial role. We are the gods of this time period. And when a person buys into the trickery of judgment and thinks that they can judge that which they are a part of, which is yet themselves, then they fall into that whole prison of hell, you know what I'm saying, or that concept of an everlasting prison. You know, one should not judge. One should focus on self and look at everyone else as reflections of that, you know, all parts, you know, all a part of the one is part of the all and all is part of the one. So, you know, this, this particular story that's being played out was already written, as they say, and it's cyclical, it repeats itself, and it always heralds the coming of a time, and that time is upon us, you know? And that's why most people in this particular narrative that you would think of or, or hear our names, we all have biblical, Judaic, Kemetic terms and references where you can trace our story back in time as it replicated itself over and over and over again. I'm saying, as we explained before in the program, the life's last debate with Sarah Sutton Fetty was the signaling point 
of the new coming of an era or epoch right before December 21st, where Heru battle was set and the judgment was rendered by Jehuchi, which is the Gemini twins, or no, the ledge, which is the heir, which is Gemini. So these things, you know, these heralds for those with eyes, they shall see, and those with ears, they shall hear the clarion. The horn has already been blown. Clarion call is out. You know what I'm saying? And the children are answering. So we just amassing those numbers. As the brother said, perfect geometry. Shout out to New Covenant. Shout out to the Cosmocrat, Cosmophysicians. KTL family, we will see you on Tuesday. New York family, we will see you in Harlem this Sunday. Get ready for that Merkaba configuration 